Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Take over the house and magma or whatever. That's where the organic crystals come in. That was taken out of the soil. See, that was rich in manure. Manure was rich in sulfur. So everybody, everybody, when manure was the fertilizer, got sulfur in their diet. Nobody was sick. Then the Rockefellers decided, we're going to kill the sulfur in the soil for two reasons. Number one, it allows us to make a fortune of our petrochemical fertilizers. And number two, when people start getting sick, we can sell our pharmaceuticals to treat their symptoms. You have to go to the cause. You can't treat a symptom. Go to the cause. Organic sulfur crystals goes to the cause, reverses it, and you become healthy. Then, you got an immune system. How do you build and strengthen your immune system? There's two products. One is called Shakeology, one is called Zeal, and obviously Natural Bee Pollen is the third. If you want to read more, if you want to know how to get it, go to www.healthtalkhawaii.com, click up on the top on products, and you can read all about these. I am telling you, it worked for me. My lifelong asthma disappeared in three days, has not come back in eight years. 30 reversals of autism. People that have cancer in remission for five, six, seven years. This is something that works, something you need, but you have to begin by putting unleaded fuel in the gas tank. And that's organic. Well... George Harrison has been really kind to me, but unfortunately, I only got about 30 seconds. So I'm going to let George Harrison do his thing and uh, talk to you later. Hello. Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR 2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR 2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. 
You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
All right, good afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. Man, I hate these faders when they do that. Anyhow, summertime, you know, lots of dust. I clean them, and, uh, you know, hey, week or two, and they're back at bad again. Or scratchy, anyway. But anyhow... All right, let's see. June 18, 2015, it's Thursday. It's about 12.07 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. 800-932-1980. 800-932-1980 is the number to call in to get on the show. It's toll-free if that matters to you. You know, if, if you're the if you're that last person out there paying for minutes on your phone, it's toll-free. Of course, if you're on a cell phone, hey, we both get to pay for the call. Woohoo! Anyway, you can also, if you want to avoid all that, you can go to the chat room, which is at our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You'll see the chat link. It's the blue underlined word chat you click on that and uh the instructions are very simple follow them and you're in there and one more way is avrn talk if you have yahoo instant messenger avrn talk is the screen name somebody just last night uh asked to be asked to be added uh, you know, so that's what happens. You go on there, you ask to be added, and bang, you're in there. And, uh, you know, I always accept, and you can, uh, you can leave me messages. And that's a good, that's actually a good way to contact me even when there is no show on because, uh, it's something that I have open all the time. Well, if the computer's running, it's open, and the computer ought to be running, so it should be open all the time. And I see it more frequently than I do my email, you know, because I actually have to go, you know, check my email. This is just right on the screen. So AVRN talk on I am uh, Yahoo I am. Try that. Okay, let's see here. Well, uh, I got a, uh, I got an uh, instant message, and they told me that. Uh, Congress has given the president fast-track authority. However, I'm checking right now, while the Congress is selling the American people down the river, and and I mean that honestly, folks, this is not... I'm not over-exaggerating the point. They are selling all of us down the river. They are, in fact, committing treason. But, hey, up until, you know, uh, because I had checked after I got that IM on Drudge, apparently Drudge thinks it's more nationally important that nine black people got shot in a church by a white man. Now, have you noticed 
Or, oh, now the big headline is Greek banks may not open Monday. I don't see anything on Drudge about, oh, and by the way, the United States Congress just, uh, you know, sold you down the river. Oh, here it is. Way down on the left side, halfway down the page. Oh, but he put it in red. House passes. You know, I, I mean, honestly, folks, Greek banks, church shootings, who cares? You know, I mean, honestly, it, it's just, you know, it, it's just, this is how bizarre it is. And the headline was, now it's not. Uh, well, it is. White man kills nine at black church. Do we see headlines like that when black people kill white folks? No. Man kills man, other uh, other man. And that's what it is. And nowhere in the story do they give any races. But when a white man kills anybody black, well, it, the headline is, White man kills... You know, look, I'm not trying to defend walking into any church. I don't care what color you are and, and killing people. I, I don't understand, you know, these... The, why? <laughs> well, I guess... Oh, wait. I know why. Because 99% of the churches, every single person in there is defenseless. That's right, because 99% of the churches in this country say, guns, oh my, guns are bad. Oh, better not have guns. Better have it in the safe, dismantled, in your house, with the ammunition, in a separate safe, in a different house. Yeah, you know, so you can protect your family. Yeah, sure. How's that going to... What, am I going to throw the safe at the at the uh, assailant? But really, that is 99% of the churches. So any would-be gunman knows, hey, I can walk in there and shoot everybody. Just like walking into a school. Oh, I can go in there and shoot everybody. Nobody has a gun in there because they're all a bunch of liberal pansies and they don't believe in self-defense. Just remember, when seconds count, Hey, get your cell phone. Call 911 because the police are only minutes away. Yeah. Oops. Get it? When seconds count? Yeah. So, let's see. Nine people were shot, some fatally, um, in Charleston, South Carolina. One of the oldest and most well-known black churches. A bomb threat complicated the investigation and prompted police to ask nearby residents to evacuate. You know, I don't believe that. Because I don't believe anything the authorities say. And I could be wrong. But you know what? If you just stick with that premise, everything they say is a lie, you're going to be right about 90% of the time. And yeah, okay, there's that time when, oh, well, wow, they didn't lie that time. There was that piece of truth. Oh, jeez. But 90% of the time, you're going to be right. 
They're lying. They're not telling the truth. And I believe they are just saying there was a bomb threat, and that's why we have to evacuate the residents, because they didn't want you watching them. And, of course, they got the guy right away. Because not only, I guess, didn't he want to get shot, and that's why he went to a church, I guess he uh, also didn't know how to run away or something either, because they got him. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, let's see here, Senator, uh, State Senator Marlon Kimson, a Democrat from Charleston, said he'd been talking with Charleston County Sheriff Al Cannon and said, it's my understanding that there are some very serious injuries and possible deaths. Kimson is the Democratic colleague of Senator Clementa Picknery who is the church's pastor. Wow. A female pastor. Let me check my Bible. Nope. Sorry. So, you know what? Scratch off church, folks. Because that's not a church right there. Oh, wait. I guess that defines... It depends on how you define church. It's not a biblical church. Let's put it that way. It's probably an IRS church. I mean, hey, you know, they can define things any way they want. Uh, But it is not a biblical church if they have a female pastor. Sorry. And I know women don't like that. But, you know, look, that's just not one of the positions God wants you in. But teaching children... Teaching other women? Yeah, you bet. You know, everybody's got their roles. And this is the problem in this world. We we have a world of confusion. And now, who is the author of confusion? And, and you say, well, what do you mean confusion? What do I mean confusion, really? We've got boys thinking they're girls. We've got Boys wanting to use the girls' bathroom because I feel pretty today. We have white women pretending to be black to be a black woman. I mean, we have confusion, and the author of confusion is Satan, or you know whatever you want to call it. the Bible says Satan. But I mean, hey, you could say, well, oh, the, the evil spirit, evil, the inherent evil. Whatever you want to call it, it is what it is. And that's where confusion comes from. And that's lies also. Oh, but thank goodness nobody lies. And uh, let's see, Senator Clementa uh, Pickney was believed to be inside during the shooting. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder. Now, hey, this, <laughs> I have no evidence at all. However, could it be that this was a political assassination? Never know. 
But the guy's alive so far, and uh, maybe we'll find out. But then again, maybe he'll hang himself in his cell with no belt, no nothing. But, you know, isn't it funny how people are able, you know, the cops go to great lengths. They search your behind. They, you know, take off all your clothes. They take away your belt, your shoelaces, everything else. But yet still, somehow, people end up hanged in their cell. They got cameras, they got people watching you, they got guys patrolling, and yet still people end up hanged in their cell. Isn't that curious? Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, did you hear about this one? Salt Salt Lake City shooting? Now, this was a while back. But, uh... That's when a cop shot an unarmed white man. Ooh, and it was an other-than-white officer. Did you hear about it? No? I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. I've been reading these articles. You know, when there's a shooting, I look. Who shot who? Was it a black guy who shot somebody or a white guy who shot somebody? When it's a white guy, they always say, white man shoots whoever. When it's a black guy, there's no race involved. There's no race involved at all. This is not racial at all. We're not going to deal with race, except when you're white. And you've got to wonder, folks. Now, we look around, and we listen to the black community, and I don't mean the people in the black community. Because whether they're on welfare and they're generationally disabled from being on welfare throughout their whole family tree or not, most people are generally just trying to get by. All right? They just want to get to the next day. That's all. You know, they're not trying to take over the world or run everybody's life or anything like that. They just want to get to the next day, and that's it. Pretty, Pretty much like you and me. So when I talk about the black community, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the black communists that are the front men. The Al Sharpens, the Jesse Jacksons, the, uh, even the Louis Farrakhan's. I mean, <laughs> I got to say, though, some of what Louis Farrakhan says, I got to nod my head and say, well, you know, hey, this is another example of when you're right, you're right, regardless of who you are. Uh, because I don't care much for Louis Farrakhan. And I'm sure he doesn't care much for me. But the thing is, well, he doesn't know me, but my kind. You know what I mean? And that's fine. But Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, I can't ever think of anything either one of them has ever said that I agree with. And if you're a black man out there, and you take anything one of those creeps say... As, oh yeah, he's out here working for us. He's on our side. You are an idiot. Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson are not your friends. You want to listen to somebody, you listen to Jesse Peterson. Okay? Go look it up online. You want to listen to somebody, you listen to Reverend Manning. Now, I don't like calling people Reverend, but that's what he calls himself. So, go listen to them. See what they got to say. You'll be a lot better off. Hell, you'd be better off to listen to Bill Cosby. Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson 
<laughs> Look where you're at. Have things gotten better? They're the same ilk as Barack Obama. Another one. You want to listen to him, man. You might as well just dig out. Start digging a hole, man. And, hey, get a few shovels because we're going to need a lot of holes because, uh, you know, Congress just did it to us again. Anyway, check the news. There's lots of, there, you know, there's lots of stories of shootings. But actually, you know, for as many guns as we've got in this country, we really don't have that many shootings. Oh, sure. Well, we listen, we live in a country of three, over 300 million people. We got over 100 million guns. You know, there's going to be some shootings. But overall, really, given those dynamics, there's, there's not that many shootings. Now, car accidents, whew, different story. You know, those, hey, those things are a death trap. They need to be banned. Banned, I tell you. Hey, let's tell everybody in California, oh, well, guess what? We're banning your cars because they're just too dang dangerous for you. Look at how many people are getting killed. By golly, you know, we can't have that. We've tried to make them safe. We put airbags and restraints and uh, special glass, made them out of styrofoam, the whole nine yards. We've done it all, and yet still people are dying in car wrecks. Oh, well, there's no way to make these things safe, so we're just going to have to ban them. Hi, hey, how about, how about doctors? They kill more people than cars do. How come we're not banning them? How about this? Listen, cops... Now, granted, this thing in South Carolina wasn't a cop shooting anybody. But, hey, listen, cops are 25 times less likely, okay? 25 times less likely to shoot an unarmed black man rather than whites or Hispanics. According to a little-known study, which makes the South Carolina police shooting of an unarmed fleeing black man even more egregious than before, is that if that's even possible. The study by Washington State University Spokane, which barely received any news coverage, found that police were more likely to hesitate when shooting a black suspect due to real-world concern over discipline, liability, or public disapproval. We found that the all-white participants took longer to shoot black suspects than white or Hispanic suspects. The researchers reported, in addition, were errors where errors were made, participants across experiments were more likely to shoot unarmed white suspects than unarmed black Hispanic suspects and were more likely to fail to shoot armed black suspects than armed white or Hispanic suspects. In sum, the research found that participants displayed significant bias favoring black suspects in their decisions to shoot. Well, well, well. What does this mean? Well, it means... Okay... For, and the statistics, more whites overall, armed or unarmed, are shot by police than blacks in this country. Now, people say, yes, but there's more whites than there are blacks. And that's true. 
And given the population difference, the, there is a higher percentage of blacks shot by cops than whites. I get that. However, now we take this study and see that, well, cops will hesitate a lot more to shoot a black man than a white man. What does this tell us? Uh, what's the simple conclusion here, folks? Blacks commit more crimes than whites. They have a higher percentage of criminal element within their population than do whites. Bang. Sorry. That's the facts. Those are the statistics. That's the conclusion. The only conclusion you can come to. Now, if you want to go further than that, which, gee, I don't think we'll do that in America ever because, well, let's see. We never have because the next obvious question would be, uh, why? Why does the black population have such a bigger criminal element in it, a violent criminal element, than does the white population? Why? Yeah, well, that's a great question, isn't it? Uh, but you see, there's no answers because the question's never actually been asked. The government doesn't doesn't do anything. Oh well, uh, yeah, education. So let's de- let's let's desegregate the schools. Well, look, I get the idea and why it's sold to the American people. But it's a bogus premise. Okay, so the premise was, well, white schools are in white communities which have more money, so they got better schools. I get that. Okay? Wonderful. So what's our solution? Put blacks and whites on buses and make them go to each other's schools. What kind of a moron comes up with an idea like that? And what kind of a dimwit accepts that as, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You know what? Isn't the, uh, look, okay, so we're going, hey, these people are poor and disadvantaged because they're not getting a good education. Uh, well, all right, so this is already happening at the time. This is already, we have a problem that is occurring, which means the black students are not being educated at the level of the white students. And that was, I'm sure that's right. That was probably right. It's the solution that's wrong. Because what your solution really does, while it might sound fair to you, what you're doing is you're lowering the standard for everyone. Oh, they always tell you, well, yeah, send your little Christian taught boy or girl into the cesspool of the public school so they can witness to all the heathen. Oh, that sounds great, doesn't it? Except that's not the way the world works. What ends up happening is your little Christian educated boy or girl ends up a crack whore on the side of the street because she was hanging out with all the bad boys at the school. That's what really happens Nobody gets witnessed to. Oh, wait. Actually, they do. They get to witness a perceived failure in God's glory. Yeah. And I say perceived. 
Because people look at bad, bad actions by men and attribute them to God because somebody will say, well, I'm a this or I'm a that, and I uh, love God and this, and then they'll go out and do something bad, and people go, ha, what kind of God is that? Well, that's just a man. It's your perception that's flawed, and the man, not God. So now we say, well, we're going to take all these black kids and bust them to the white schools so they can get a good education. Well, guess what? They get to the white schools, and they're so far behind, they can't keep up. So what's the white school going to do? Fail them all and throw them out or hold them back and make them go to school for another 12 years to catch up? Or are they going to lower the standards? Well, I think you know the answer because what they did was lower the standards. And now nobody's getting a good education. Whereas, don't you think the the solution would have been to say, well, we got to give these black kids better schools. You know, we got to, and if it takes more money, then it's going to take more money. We got to get these black kids better schools. The white kids are already getting a good education. They can just get what they're getting. But, you know, these black communities need better schools. Let's, uh, you know, let's spend the money. Let's get them some better schools. Let's strengthen their family units. Oh, wait, what do we do instead? We bust them off to white schools where they couldn't succeed. We told their mama, we'll give you a check if you throw that man out. Yeah, so let's see. Your community leaders, along with the federal government, has destroyed your family unit and destroyed the the whole nation's school system. This is a solution? You know, and hey, this is what has gone on. This is not a crystal ball. This is, oh, this is on the way. This is coming. No, this is already here. It's been here, and it's, it's so far gone, there's no way to fix it anymore. This is one of those situations where you got to burn the village to save the village. And they're fixing to do that. I believe anyway. I, I believe they're fixing to do that. I think that's what everything, everybody is seeing in different things. Oh, we got Jade Helm over here. Oh, maybe we got an asteroid coming over there. Oh, wow, maybe we got this over here. Yeah, maybe we got all of it coming. Or some of it. But the bottom line is, it's going to burn the village down. You know, so you better get ready for it. But anyway, I'm going to uh, play a couple songs here. and Well, I'm going to play a song and then a song on the way back. But I'm going to dedicate both of these songs to the United States Congress, especially the Republicans. We'll be back in a bit. <laughs>
that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? 
Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $140. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephanie. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's June 18, 2015. It's Thursday, and it's about 1243 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. That's when it is where you're at. We are live. You can call in 800-932-1980. You can go to the website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You'll see the chat link, and you can click on that and uh, follow the instructions and then participate in the chat. You can also get in touch with me on AVRN Talk. That's the Yahoo Instant Messenger screen name. All right. Oh, well, hey, did you catch the theme of the music I picked dedicated to Congress? (laughs) Yeah, lies. Okay? Lies. Just what was it? Half a week ago? Beginning of this week? End of last week? No, end of last week. Ooh, big victory. Democrats stand up against the fast track. Whoa, yeah, yay. Oh, victory, victory, victory. Ha! I told you then it wasn't what it seemed to be that they were going to do it anyway. This was just, uh, you know, throw you a cracker. And look what they've done now. Anyway, well, where I left off was uh, with the the shooting and the problems we have in America and the instigators out there, which is the Jesse Jacksons, the Barack Obamas, the Al Sharptons. You know, they're not doing the black community any good. They never have. Okay? They never have. They're the kind, they're the type that has come up with affirmative action. They came up with, oh, uh, desegregate schools. Oh, yeah, they came up with, well, we need more welfare. Oh, yeah, that means no dads in the house. These are the people that have actually destroyed black culture in this country. They're the ones that disabled you. I mean, they have made it so you cannot succeed as a whole. Now, there are always exceptions. There are black people that, you know, get a good education and go make lots of money and have a nice family and, uh, you know, go to church, uh, you know, and have, you know, uh, they're good as good a people as anybody. But that's not the majority. Then again, you know, that's becoming not the majority in white America either. But that's another story. Now, I was having a little discussion with somebody during the break. And, you know, basically it's like, well, you know, hey, the flaw in my idea about the schools is you're assuming that, you know, blacks can actually learn like whites can. Well, look, you know, I realize that different races have different strong points. It's just genetic. It's just the way we are. It doesn't mean you can't overcome those genetics with hard work, but we are predisposed to have strengths in certain areas. Different races have different strengths. And yeah, you know, my point was, well, look, I'm not saying that every kid in the ghetto could be taught to be a nuclear physicist, but I can't either. Okay, I don't have the math skills to do that. 
And I'm sure a lot of them don't either. But you know what? Here's the thing. I'm not talking about sending people to college. I'm not a big fan of college in the first place. I never have been. But especially now. Because, you know, back when I didn't even like college, college was, hey, you go get a college degree. It doesn't matter what it's in. Oh, hey, uh, I got a liberal arts degree, which means I really don't know much about anything. But I got a degree to prove it. You could get a decent, high-paying job. Just because you got the degree. Well, those days are gone, man, because everybody's got a degree. A college degree, especially a liberal arts degree, has turned into nothing but a glorified high school diploma. How many, okay, how many jobs have you actually gone to where somebody said, okay, I'm going to need to see that high school diploma? I mean, you just put on there, yeah, I got a diploma, I graduated from this high school. Do you really think they check it? Now, they might run a criminal background check on you, but they're not calling your high school and saying, did just want to really uh, get a, a, nobody cares. Hey, if you're smart enough to fill out an application, you're better off than 80% of the people that come in here, so you're hired. But I'm not talking about sending, you know, getting the public schools to the point where, oh, we're going to make all the, uh, you know, all the black community, all the ghettos are going to be full of Einsteins. No, I'm just talking about giving them an adequate high school education. Okay? And yeah, I do believe every race out there, any race out there, unless you have some sort of mental retardation... Anybody has enough capacity to absorb a high school education. And I'm not talking about the high school education they're getting today. I'm talking about a high school education of, say, maybe, oh, I don't know, 1959. I think everybody has the capacity to do at least that. And you know what? There's going to be whites, there's going to be blacks, there's going to be Asians, there's going to be Mexicans who just can't cut it much further than that. You know, but then there's going to be the same that can. And probably less, you know, the majority can't. I mean, hey, who wants to anyway? But anyway... So I had this discussion during the uh during the break and uh you know where we're at right now and here's the deal that I believe this eugenics Nazi BS about well certain races just can't think Oh, it's because you got that thick skull and that pea brain. Yeah, that's right. Because I can tell by looking at how far apart your eyes are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, real scientific. But, you know, the thing is, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, Barack Obama, and the likes of these people have created a situation to create the evidence that that kind of nonsense is true. But it's not because your eyes are far apart or your skull's too thick. It's because you ain't never been taught anything. 
All you've ever been taught is to line up at the trough and get fed by your keeper. Yeah, what do you think you do when you go to the mailbox every month, wait for that check, and those money or those money uh, that uh, food stamps to come on in? By the trough, here comes the guy to feed us. That's what the likes of Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and Barack Obama. That's what the likes of these people have created for the black community. It's uh, it's pretty sad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, because now, everything all the eugenic people said, they can point to and say, See? Look! Look! The evidence is all around us! And it is, but it's not, you know, it's like, it's Al Gore. You see, this is Al Gore science world. Where, hey, see... Look, temperature and CO2 goes up, so therefore, rise in CO2 rises the temperature. We have concluded it conclusively, and that's the conclusion. Yeah, yeah, except for the fact that the temperature went up first, and then CO2 levels rose. Hmm. You see? Well... You're stupid because your eyes are too far apart and your skull is thick. Oh, really? Yeah, and the evidence is all around. Look at you. You can't even read. Well, yeah, okay. If you were raised in a cave and fed gruel every day at 5 o'clock, you wouldn't be able to read either. And that's basically what the government has done to the black community. And, you know, you get you, you look around, you realize, wow, I just don't have the skill set everybody else does. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't have, I, I, I ain't got a chance here. So you get mad, and you lash out at the closest thing you can, which is who? The people that got stuff you don't got. That's what's going on. This is a real simple thing, and it's been created. It's not genetic. It's not because somebody's skull is too thick. Or their eyes are too far apart. It's being created by the people in power in Washington, D.C. And yeah, yeah, the secret shadow people floating around behind the scenes. I'm sure it was their idea. But you know what? The scumbags that are standing on TV like John Boner and McConnell and every other piece of garbage that voted for this fast track, they're the ones carrying it out. You want to blame somebody, blame them. And I'm not just talking about the black community. Everybody in this country should identify your enemy. And your enemy is the United States Congress, the Senate and the House, and of course the White House. But without, you see, this is the whole thing too. We keep talking about, well, oh, the Bilderbergers met, the Illuminati's coming, oh, oh, the boogeyman is here. Yeah, yeah, sure, and who is he? Well, I don't know, they're hidden. Or whether they live, I don't know, it's secret. Well, how do we get to them? We can't. They're 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 super people. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, I, there you go. Fact of the matter is that president can't do anything unless Congress allows it, and they are. So you know, while it's easy to throw rocks at Obama 
and he deserves it because he's part of it. He's not the only part of it, and he can't do it by himself. Congress is compliant. These people got elected the last time by promising the American people... That, uh, anyway, promising the American people that they were going to stop Obama's agenda. Well, uh, what agenda would that be? Illegal immigration? They caved. Obamacare? Oh, they not only caved, they're looking for ways to save it. The, the Republicans. Oh, fast track? Well, fast track's not really fast track. Fast track is secret track. The whole big deal about fast track is to keep the whole agreement secret from the American people. You don't get to know what it is until it's already done. Because if you knew what it was and... They have stated this publicly. I'm not just saying this. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is not even a conspiracy. This is a fact. They said it out loud in the news. They've been quoted that the reason it's got to stay secret, because if the American people saw it, they would oppose it. Yeah. What kind of a government is that? What kind of a, oh, we're going to stop Obama's agenda? Really? So we're going to give him secret powers so he can sneak something past you that you would never accept if you knew what it was. Folks, that's treason. There's no other way to, to put it. There's no nice way to get around it. It's just simple treason. The United States Congress, along with the President of the United States, is committing treason. Right in front of us, right in front of our eyes, right here, right now, every single day they live and breathe, they're doing it. And, oh, now, I would accuse the media of treason also, but, you know, I don't think they took any oath to the Constitution, you know, they're just masquerading as free press, but... They didn't actually take an oath, so, you know, you can't commit treason unless you're, you know, you owe some sort of loyalty. And I don't think the media is, you know, legally bound by any loyalty. You know. But, nevertheless, they are complicit with what's going on. They're a part of it. And how did that happen? I thought they were supposed to be the watchdogs of, of the Republic. Well, yeah, they're supposed to be. But, see, the problem is they got so comfy with their the people that they uh, interview. It goes like this. You go, uh, hi, I'm a reporter from whatever, Senator so-and-so. Can you tell us about this? Well, I could, you know, but I tell you what. I'm kind of busy. Why don't you walk with me? And why don't we go have lunch? Sure. Yeah, so you end up at some fancy restaurant that you could never afford, sucking down martinis with this dirtbag senator, right? And he starts feeding you a line of BS and you're half tanked, so you buy it all and think, ooh, what a nice guy, yeah. Next thing you know, you're being invited to a cocktail party. Ooh, you're hanging out with all the cool kids now. 
ooh, you're one of the crowd. You're not going to turn on them and write articles saying, hey, these guys are all lying criminals. No, you're not going to do that. You know why? Because you'll get no more invitations to the parties. That is what has happened to the United States, oh, the, the American free press. Ah! Anyway, prepare, folks. That's all I can say. If you're counting on the cavalry coming in to rescue you, you're going to be sadly disappointed. So you better start taking responsibility for yourselves and get away from the herd mentality thinking, oh, well, I can't do nothing until I get a bunch of people around me and we can all work together as a team. Yeah, you better start getting the American spirit of individualism back or you're going to perish. So anyways... I'll be back again tonight. We got a full, full, full day coming up next, so don't go anywhere. And as always, thanks for listening. Are you concerned about prescription drug dependency to stay healthy? Are you worried that the cost and availability of your medications may put your health at risk? Perhaps it's time you consider a natural, safe, and effective way to deal with your health problems. If only you knew where to start. Start right here. Tune in to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson every Tuesday and Thursday evening, 7 p.m. on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, where your health care options just became endless. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. My co-host, Alfred Addisk and James Corbett of the Corbett Report will be joining you for the second and third segment of the program to share with you your opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events. 
for Wednesday, June 18th, 2015. Okay, a lot of things going on today, but first we're, we will get right to the market report today. It was a good day for gold today. And um, gold up 17.10, 12.03. Silver's up 7 cents at 16.29, off the high of 16.55. Platinum was up two at 1,086. Palladium was down three at 724 dollars. And of course, uh, as you probably would expect, the USDX today was down 0.27 at 9401. It was down much deeper earlier in the day, but of course, it seemed all things sort of softened off their lows or the highs on the day. The crude oil was up 49 cents at 60.41. And uh, the paper markets today, they shot up big today. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But the Dow was up big, 180 points at 18,115. The NASDAQ up 68, 51.32 at a record high. The S&P up 20 at 21.21. 10-year yield, 2.35%, a little bit higher, 0.05. And the euro up it climbed, must have climbed overnight, 1.14. Uh, this report shows up 0.28. Uh, I guess it was in the high 113s yesterday, so that, that makes sense. Uh, Germany was up over 1%. I guess that means, uh, you know, well, gee, maybe, <laughs> maybe Greece is coming around. Maybe we don't have to worry so much. And, uh, uh, but uh, I got a little bit of news on Greece today, how the European Central Bank told a meeting of Eurozone finance ministers today that it was not sure if the Greek banks, and uh, they've been suffering from very large daily deposit outflows, and they're not sure they're going to be open on Monday. And, of course, they won't probably make the official report until the end of business uh, prior to the weekend. Uh, uh, but uh, they said that during the closed meeting, closed-door meeting of the ministers on Greece and um, said not sure if they would be able to open. He says, tomorrow, yes, Monday, I'm not so sure. So uh, the Greeks have withdrawn about 2 million euros from their bank accounts, you know, and there's all kinds of reports saying that they're just stashing that cash underneath their mattress. It's like, well, why would you do that? I mean, if, if you're having a financial crisis and, uh, you know, if you're holding it in euros and you think that you're going to be exiting, you know, the, the euro, of course, the euro isn't going to... Uh, you know, you might see some strength in the euro after all is said and done uh, with our currency dropping. So, um, you know, maybe that is a smart thing to do. But I'll tell you what, if I didn't know, I would be putting it into a little bit of gold and maybe not so much silver over there. But I would certainly be putting it in to some of those uh, British sovereigns that they love so much over there and the Swiss francs. So um, I also uh, saw today that... Uh, Greek will be out of money July 1st. So, of course, uh, well, it's not as if they're not already out of money, but uh, they'll be out of their borrowed money. <laughs> they'll be out of their borrowed money by the uh, 1st of uh, July. So, again, June could certainly end with a bang, and I certainly don't mean that. Uh, uh, it's probably the wrong word to use for today. And uh, let me see if there's any other important information we need to see today. If any of you owned Fitbit, 
course, they were listed on the New York Stock Exchange today, and their stock surged about 50, 50% today. And it is a neat little gadget. You know, it tells you about uh, your walking if you're a big walker and uh, it tells you what you need to do and so forth. It tracks your heartbeat and so forth. So, um, uh, hey, as long as my heart's beating, that's all I care about. But anyway, Fitbit, it is a neat little gadget. And uh, their stock was up 50% today. And, um, uh, you know, they, they continue to work on the deal with Greece, and they still, ha- they, they still fail to get that accomplished. And uh, so, um, again, you might see June. And uh, we are still not going to have a uh, you know, week and a half, week and a half of trading in June. So it, it could be interesting. Germany was up over 1%. Hong Kong, Asia markets flat. London was also fairly flat. And we could probably do a four-hour program today, and we still wouldn't be able to cover all that is going on and, and to discuss things the way they should be discussed. And of course, I'm sure everyone is aware. I mean, the, you know, I, I think there are two major stories uh, that we need to talk about today. Uh, this one I'm only going to touch on briefly. We'll talk more about it tomorrow until a little bit more information is released. But of course, everyone is aware of the of the tragedy that occurred in a church in South Carolina. And um, we'll talk again, as I mentioned, we'll talk a little bit more about it tomorrow. Um, Conspiracy theories are already flying. And, um, you know, no opinion from this. And what I did find interesting, and this is not a conspiracy theory, it's just my thoughts, it's just my you know, well, maybe it is my little bit of theory, conspiracy theory in the back of my mind. But what I find more interesting than anything else in this uh, tragedy that has hap- happened in, in South Carolina, the shooting of the black church, uh, killing nine folks, is how do you, th- the, the kid, the 21-year-old kid couldn't have hit a better target. And I don't mean that, uh, I mean, you have Christians, you have blacks, you have a state senator, you have guns. And I don't think the kid looks smart enough to put all that together. I mean, he hit this center in this black community. I mean, this was uh, the oldest black church starting way back in 1865. I mean, this church has history, black history behind it. I mean, you could walk into any church on a Wednesday night in this country, and 95% of them are going to have Bible study. They're going to have Bible class study going on. And then you have the timing. You have the senator that just left a function with Hillary Clinton. And so, and you had Jeb Bush that was heading in there today. So all coincidence? Maybe, maybe not. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. But I just thought those were, you know, just kind of all interesting if you put it together. Certainly they're focusing on the hate. Or certainly they're focusing on, on, on the blacks. And um, very little mention about, it, about the senator. Uh, I've seen articles about him being the pastor, and and uh, but very little on him being a state senator. But we'll talk again, as I mentioned before today. The deficit in the uh, the trade deficit increased today in the January March quarter to the highest level since the spring of 2012. You have as American exports declined. This was reported by the Commerce Department today that the deficit in the current account increased to 113 billion. That's up 9.9% from the fourth quarter deficit of 103. And, of course, this was the largest imbalance um, since the second quarter of 2012. 
And for the first quarter, the trade deficit increased as exports of goods fell to $382 billion from 409. And, of course, part of that decline was the falling oil prices. And then, of course, you have a lot of these exporters that have been hurt by a stronger dollar and uh, because that stronger dollar makes their products more expensive overseas. And uh, it was mentioned a little bit yesterday when Janet Yellen um, gave her little report yesterday about the, the rate increase. Um, she did make note of the weakness in exports. Um, so now it's not so much the employment that they were gonna, going to be focused on, but now they're going to focus on the weakness in exports. So if they're focusing on that, I'd have to say you're going to see more pressure on that U.S. dollar and, and perhaps oil prices go higher. So, you know, there's your bet if you want to speculate. I mean, if you remember uh, back in uh, December, the end of the year, the beginning of the first year, the first time the, the, the dollar and the index was approaching 100, and I said, well, now's probably a good time to short it. By June, you're going to see it weaker. And I made a statement that you wouldn't, of course, see it collapse. I mean, there's a difference between seeing pressure and weakness on something than having it actually collapse and devalued in a new currency. You know, I, I didn't think that would happen by June, but I certainly thought you would see a lower dollar uh, from the first of the year um, come this June, and that's what we are seeing right now. So the trade agreement today. And, of course, you know, today the House took the first step, and the House passed legislation granting Obama fast-track authority. Now, this bill still goes to the Senate, uh, where the White House and the GOP leaders are seeking to strike the deal, the deal, with these pro-trade Democrats. Of the vote, 218 to 208. And you had 28 Democrats voting for it. And, of course, we all know this is the second time in a week that the House has voted to approve this fast-track bill. Um, last week's vote, the GOP paired the fast-track bill with a measure known as the TAA. That's the Trade Adjustment Assistance. And that is, you know, you're going to give aid to workers that uh, are displaced by trade. And uh, both of these measures uh, needed to be approved and separate votes for the entire package to be moved forward. So now they're going to move these pack. They're going to move this separately. The two are going to move separately. And uh, but the key thing was to convince the Senate Democrats to back the fast track on the. Um, TPP, and they're going to promise, well, you know what, if you get this fast track done, we're going to promise, we'll, we'll give it to you, we'll, we'll get that TAA done for you, we'll move that later at a later time, let's just get this part done, we'll calm the you know, people who are a little upset and the discussions on this, but let's get this done, and you know, hey, right now is the perfect time since we've got other distractions going on in the news. We can get this done, and uh, people won't care anymore. They're going to be focused on what's happening in uh, the Carolinas. So um, it was a good way to slip this through. They slipped it through, and um, the president spoke with the Senate Democrats yesterday, and they had talks that continued into today. 
and um, they're working very hard to get this done. Um, House of Ways and Means Committee Chairman Paul Ryan, he warned that repeating last week's debacle would reflect badly on the international stage. Well, I wish he'd be a little bit more concerned on the national stage instead of the international stage. He says, it gives America credibility, and boy, do we need credibility right now. Well, you know what? It's because of those guys that we don't have the credibility. And is the credibility so important now? Um, Because credibility equals confidence. And when you have that lack of confidence, you know, there goes our currency. There goes our markets. uh, And uh, because this whole... This whole scheme, Ponzi scheme, Wall Street, is all based on confidence. So that is very important to them. And if anyone who doesn't think this isn't going to get done, I mean, you know, yes, you still have to call. You still have to say no. You, you know, you you hope there, you know, Pelosi doesn't back down. And she, you know, again, you know, she's not the, you know, I don't, you know, she'd probably jump ship in a heartbeat. She'd vote for it if she gets what she wants. But anyway. That's my opinion. It's my speculation. But, uh, you know, at this time, if you don't think this isn't going to get done, then I don't think you really know what's going on. I don't think you'll ever get it. Um, So it's, um, you know, that confidence is needed. If we don't have it, I think we're a little to the doomed side. We're doomed anyway, but I kind of like to hold off that, doom for as long as we can. Anyway, today this might be a little bit to the brighter note. The U.S. Mint releases a image for the 2016 gold dime quarter dollar, half dollar. And uh, the gold 2016 standing Liberty quarter dollar is to feature sculptor Herman A. McNeil. Um, the original bared breast obverse from 1916. And um, they release these images, and we'll put this in our newsletter this weekend. So make sure you go to the website, dgscoins.com, sign up for a newsletter, and uh, or you can Google it, and you'll, you'll see the image of the um, Standing Liberty quarter dollar. Um, it's going to be issued as a numismatic product, marking the centennial anniversaries of all three coins. And they were all introduced in 1916 in general circulation. Um, It's going to be 24 carat on all the three coins. The finest is shown in the mock-up images as 24 carat rather than the often used inscription 0.495 gold. So that's kind of interesting to see that it's going to be marked as 24 carat. Um, on the 2016 Walking Liberty half dollar, the fineness and weight will be reflected on the reverse, um, and it's going to be one-tenth ounce of gold. The the quarter dollar, the weight and fineness is uh, going to be one-quarter ounce, and the half dollar will be one-half ounce. Uh, the digits for the date of 2016... Um, uh, let's see. It has not been disclosed which production facility is going to strike each of the three 2016 gold coins. Um, it has not been disclosed whether they will bear a mint 
mark. Um, it has not been released uh, any details. They have not released any details on issue dates or the mintage limits. The final product options or surface finishes, meaning you know if they're going to have any proofs and so forth. So there's a lot of information that still needs to be released, but this is pretty neat that they're releasing these fractional pieces, uh, the 2016 Standing Liberty, uh, quarter dollar, half dollar, and um, it'll be pretty neat. So I wanted to share that with you today. And I am just about out of time for my 20 minutes of fame here on Thursday afternoon, 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Make sure you give us a call um, for all your gold and silver coins. We're going to extend yesterday's special at yesterday's price, but you must call before 6 o'clock this evening to get the special. And if you late-night listeners, uh, if you'd like to call and leave a message on our machine, I will try to accommodate you as long as the packages uh, are not sold out. 800-375-4188. Alfred Adask and uh, James Corbett will be joining you. Stay tuned and um, thank you for joining us. the aspirin mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. Discover the power this formula has with Salicin to enter the system in 60 seconds to work hard and relieve pain for 12 hours. Whether it's arthritis, sports injury, or flu, You can relieve aches, pain, and swelling with our Extra Strength Pain Relief Formula. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3Ws.ThePowerHerbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Thank you.
Are you concerned about prescription drug dependency to stay healthy? Are you worried that the cost and availability of your medications may put your health at risk? Perhaps it's time you consider a natural, safe, and effective way to deal with your health problems. If only you knew where to start. Start right here. Tune in to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson every Tuesday and Thursday evening, 7 p.m. on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, where your health care options just became endless. I'm Alfred Adask here on Financial Survival. Our guest is James Corbett from the Corbett Report, C-O-R-B-E-T-T-R-E-P-O-R-T.com, Corbett, two T's, report.com. James uh, writes, publishes, does podcasts from Japan, been living there since, I believe, 2004, Um, started the Corbett Report in 2007, and you find that James is getting traction. Um, we find him referenced in other documents and other people's publications, and uh, he's been recognized recognized as a source of interesting and intelligent information. And we talked about this, I think it was last week, maybe the week before. But it is it is amazing that one man really, in this Internet age, you can actually achieve things almost all by yourself people will find you if you have talent and something to say so hello james how are you doing i am doing well it is amazing that we can do this what we're doing right now talking halfway around the world instantaneously through the internet and it is interesting i think how the technology to enable this arises at just the very time where it seems to be most needed there is so much groundbreaking stuff going on right now that is not getting widely reported on anywhere else that I think, uh, you know, what we're doing right here is uh, very needed, especially this week. There's been some incredible stories coming through the newswires. I agree with you. And let's see if we, I, uh, yeah. I don't know which stories you necessarily think are incredible, but for me, the story of the Texas uh, Gold Bullion Depository strikes me as one of the most important stories I've ever had a chance to report on. Now, do you agree with that? Is that on your list, or you have a different list? Actually, I have a different list, but I'd be interested to hear your take on the gold bullion story. Well, the whole idea, um, I'm in the process of reading the law, and I believe it's about 8,000 words, and I've gone through maybe 2,000. So I've got got a ways to go before I get through the law. But last Friday, uh, Governor Abbott here in Texas he, he signed off on a law that would establish a gold bullion depository for Texas gold. And it'll be a place not only where the government can park its gold, and they claim they're going to withdraw a billion dollars worth of gold from New York and perhaps the Fed or one of the other uh, bullion banks in New York. They're going to pull that, bullion, that billion back to Texas. They're going to make proviso for people like myself to open gold accounts in that bank that I can use to write checks, for example, and pay my bills off that gold account. Um, They have, the law specifically says that the gold may not be seized seized by legislative act. 
which means the state legislature won't be able to grab it. And people who've written articles prior to this, they say that the feds will be resisted. You come down here, feds, you come down to try to get our gold. You're going to have a problem. We're not going to just roll over. And this is in conjunction. Uh, uh, we've got, we, we, we have a, uh, uh, the governor has ordered the Texas militia, the Texas, uh, I'm not sure the proper term, but the Texas militia, for lack of a better term, to keep an eye on the people <laughs> from the federal government who are engaged in Jade Helm. All right? Now, it's, this is the sort of thing that's pushing us in a direction where we might have a gold and silver-based currency, again, or at least the use of gold and silver, readily available for the people of Texas if they care to partake, and not so long from now. I regard this as an enormous... I mean, I've been advocating that we go back to gold and silver for, for I don't know, probably two decades. But I didn't exactly think it was going to happen, at least not until the whole thing blew up. <laughs> and in the aftermath of, the, of, a, of a national collapse... Some of we might get gold and silver, but now it looks, oh, my gosh, Texas is going to do it. And I live in Texas for what it's worth. I, I, I'm pleased. I'm proud. This, this strikes me. And it's the sort of thing where Austin, they will take, they will hold gold for other people in foreign countries, all right, other entities. And I'm thinking to myself, where would you like to store your gold? In Hong Kong, Singapore, Canada, Switzerland, or Texas? And a lot of people are going to say, Texas. And you build this depository in Austin, and then I'm going to guess that it will spawn a bunch of businesses just on the outskirts of, the, of, of this depository that are dealing, wheeling and dealing in gold. We might see it's not inconceivable. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. But it's not inconceivable that we might be able to give the Shanghai Gold Exchange a run for their money. Now, do I predict that? No. But not impossible. Texas is a funny place. Strange things can happen. I mean, it's, Texas is as strange as China. So in any case, that's, that's basically the story of the Texas Gold Depository, as I understand it right now. And... Uh, it's something. It's important. And it's important because there's rumors. John F. Kennedy, he proposed to get rid of Federal Reserve notes shortly before he was assassinated. And some people believe that was the real reason for his assassination. He was tinkering with the money system. Saddam Hussein started selling Iraqi crude for euros rather than fiat dollars. And Iraq was invaded, ruined, destroyed. And Saddam Hussein was hanged by the neck until dead. Muammar Gaddafi in Libya, wealthiest country in Africa, proposed to create a pan-African gold currency. And shortly thereafter, Libya was invaded, destroyed, and Gaddafi was killed. And now we have people in the United States who either haven't read their history or don't put much stock in the interpretation I've just suggested, or they're willing to run this risk and say, look, we're going to have gold and silver back here in Texas, and we're ready to fight. 
<laughs> it makes me smile. So does that ring your bell at all? It does. I'm not. I certainly wouldn't deny this is an important story, especially for what it could portend. Not necessarily what it has already uh, shown us, but but absolutely. First, uh, a matter of uh, of correction. If you're referring to the Executive Order 11110 that uh, JFK signed on June 4th, 1963, uh, about the uh, basically the, the theory is that he signed the, this executive order that gave the authority to. Uh, stripped the Federal Reserve of its power to loan money to the United States federal government at interest. And that it was basically about uh, issuing silver certificates or silver money again. Uh, that is, as far as I'm concerned, it's a myth. And it's been very well debunked. I don't know well if the city was going to issue silver certificates again. But more, it was my understanding that he just said, we will print the money ourselves and spend it in circulation rather than borrow it from the Federal Reserve and then Loan it in well, the, the operative quotation that is usually taken from that executive order is uh, the, it gave the Treasury Department the explicit authority to, quote, issue silver certificates against any silver bullion, silver or standard silver dollars in the Treasury, end quote. So that's okay. where this idea comes from. But it, well, uh, there's an excellent page up on Freedom Force International, which is the website of G. Edward Griffin, who wrote the creature from Jekyll Island and one of the Federal Reserve's main critics who points out the, the various flaws in that argument. And in fact, this was just part of something that was already ongoing before JFK, that there was these regular issues of uh, silver certificates. And what JFK actually did with that executive order well, they, was give the, had the head of certificates that were redeemable until 1968. They were still redeeming right, but they were because still, the last issue of silver certificates when John because the last issue of those silver certificates took place under LBJ, and it was eradicated as a result of Executive Order One 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 Zero, which gave the the, uh, the head of the Treasury Department the ultimate final authority to end that practice, which had been going on on regular issues since for before that time. So what JFK did was not actually basically say he was going to print money uh, for the benefit of the people or anything of that sort. What he actually did was end that practice of silver certificate issue. And so it's the exact opposite of what people try to claim about that. So I, I, uh, I, I will at any rate, I'll put up on my web website when I post this, uh, this conversational post, the link to that JFK myth section of G. Edward Griffin's website so people can read about it. He goes into great detail. But the point of the Texas Gold Bullion Depository is extremely I think, important for what it could be. And my questions with stories like this are always, why this and why now? And it's extremely interesting to think. I mean, think about the Texas secession movement, which comes and goes and we hear about it. And it's more or less political <laughs> wrangling and talk for the most part. But if you were actually seriously thinking about seceding, this would really be one of those first steps oh, yeah. that you really would take. I mean, this, yeah, this is something that would at least... Having your own, your own currency system, your own monetary Exactly system. right. Exactly. You know, one I mean, of the it things is the first you, step. One of the things you may not know is that there are three grids, electrical, electrical grids in the United States. Now, you may, I don't know if you're familiar with this or not. Do you know where I'm going with this? Maybe not. There's an electrical grid east of the Mississippi, and there's another electrical grid west of the Mississippi, and there's a third grid that's Texas. Texas has its own independent electrical grid. <laughs> now, make that, I don't know why that is. 
I don't know why that is, but I guarantee it's one of the things where people sit back and say, it's it's interesting information in light of Texas secession talk from mm-hmm. time to time, and now our own, maybe our own gold depository and our own electrical grid. <laughs> right. It's, well, it's again, yeah, very real parts of the infrastructure that would be needed to make that even a viable political threat. And I'm not necessarily saying that it's going to happen or, no, uh, you know, anytime in the near future or even anytime at all. But it, it does make that threat at least a little more realistic. And I think the other side of this is that when we look at the idea of this gold depository, I think you're right. I mean, it's, it is important that to have something like that for American citizens in the United States. It is important to have, have that kind of resource so they don't have to you know, store gold in Singapore or what have you. But uh, when you say, I mean, Singapore, uh, uh, Canada, the United States, or, or Switzerland or whatever, I mean, it, it, I, don't, I don't think it's an or situation. I think it's an and situation. I think uh, the, the people who everything. can afford to do so and are able to do so should be storing uh, gold and other forms of wealth offshore as well, in the event of the collapse that would make that actually really important. Because one can imagine a collapse scenario in the United States in which even the Texas Gold Depository would be very much in jeopardy, and you're going to want to try to protect that by diversifying not just what you store, but where you store it. I agree with that, but, you know, people talk about storing their gold overseas in foreign countries, because in case the United States government declares they want to seize our gold, from my perspective, if the United States government starts seizing privately owned gold within the United States, I'm not going to be the least bit surprised if other countries on the outside say, well, if, he can, if they can do it, we can do it too. I don't see much reason to believe that, that gold is any more secure in a foreign country than it is in the, within the United States. But at least given that I live down here and I feel like I'm, I'm not born Texan, but I'm, I've been here for 35 years, uh, we might fight for this. You know, your gold might be safe just because we've got a depositor. They just might say, come and try to take it. Try to take our guns. Try to take our gold. Let's see how much you can get. Texas is an unusual place, so who knows? You know, half of the world half of the world is real and half of the world is something like a myth, a fantasy, an illusion. And trying to figure out which is which is not you know, it's full time full time job trying to discern between the truth and the illusions. And we'll find out over the course of the next year or so we'll find out how much truth there is to the law that's backing up this Texas depository. It's a real law. I mean, the law is there, and I don't doubt that the story I've told you is basically correct, but well, how does it work out? You had some other stories. We're coming down. We've got three minutes before we take the break, but you said you had, some, you had your own list of some incredible stories for this week, so why don't we start, you know, take one now before the break and uh, take another one, two, however many you've got after the break. All right. Well, let's let's take the one that I think is on a lot of people's lips this week is the Greek crisis, which yeah. we've talked about many times before, but once again is coming to a very, very interesting head this week. There is a Eurogroup meeting that's going to be taking place in a few hours as we talk uh, Thursday, I believe, morning European time. And it is going to be a meeting that at which the Greek finance minister will be present and there will be ne- negotiations or discussions about um, a the 
next Greek payment to the IMF that's due at the end of the month, and there are other debt payments. And all signs are that the Eurogroup is saying the ball is in Greek's court, and Greece is saying we're not going to do anything with the deal as it as it exists. We're not going to, to to pay this. And the interesting update to this that I just saw is that a parliamentary committee that was formed back in April that was convened by the the Speaker of the Greek Parliament has just come out to say that the uh, the debt that has been imposed on Greece and its residents by its creditors directly infringes on the human rights of Greeks and is, quote, illegal, illegitimate, and odious. So we have an official Greek parliamentary ruling calling this an odious debt, which is what we had talked about as some sort of distant political possibility earlier. They are now apparently officially doing that, and there's a... a, a, a fairly substantial report that they've just issued with chapters on how the debt system mechanism that's been imposed on them was created uh, to actually further them get the uh, country into debt and that uh, the the loan conditions that have been imposed are part of a political agenda uh, of premeditated and organized attack on the country and a violent, illegal and immoral mission to shift private debt onto the public sector. Some pretty, pretty bold words from a parliamentary committee. So it seems like Greece is really digging in its heels this time. And that's why everyone is talking about the possibility of a Lehman weekend. But I think a Cyprus weekend might be more of the uh, the point here. And we'll talk I think more the about, people. Let's talk more about what kind of weekend we're going to have maybe coming up. When we return from some commercials, James, I'm here with Jim Corbett from The Corbett Report. And we will be back in a moment on financial survival. Please stay tuned. part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Or take your chances with the bad boys. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? 
Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Hi, folks. I'm Alfred Adask, and this is Financial Survival. I'm talking to James Corbett from the Corbett Report, C-O-R-B-E-T-T, report.com. And James was explaining that, if I understand correctly, the European Parliament has declared that the debt Greek, the, the government of Greece owes to its creditors is an odious debt, which means it doesn't have to be paid, it shouldn't have to be paid. And given that Greece, from my perspective, I'm going to speculate on this, you tell me if I'm right or wrong, Greece is already incapable of paying the debt. Now Greece has received moral authority not to pay the debt. You can bet the debt is not going to be paid. That's now a debt issue. The creditors aren't going to get any money, I am assuming, and that means they're not going to lend any more to Greece either. Both of them are going to go their way right now. There's no point to lending more money to Greece because you're never going to. The idea was we'll lend you more money. You'll go into austerity so you can pay us back what you already owe us. That's dead. That's done issue. There's no more money coming to Greece, and Greece is not going to have to pay its debt. And the big surprise here is that we assumed that the battle between Greece and its creditors would be resolved by one side or the other. And it appears that it's been resolved by a third party. Coming out of the bushes, nobody expected this to happen. Am I roughly correct? Um, in all counts, yes. In fact, uh, again, just reading from the summary of this uh, interesting document that just came out from the Greek Parliamentary Committee, uh, they're they're on every single debt. They're they're basically calling it illegal and illegitimate. Um, the IMF debt is illegal because its concession breached the IMF's own statutes, according to this report. The mm -hmm. ECB debt is illegitimate because it overstepped its mandate by imposing the application of macroeconomic adjustment programs via its participation in the Troika. And debts to the ECB are legitimate and uh, illegitimate and odious since the principal raison d'etre of the securities market program was to serve the interests of the financial institutions, allowing the major European and Greek private banks to dispose of their Greek bonds. And debts to the EFSF are judged illegal on the grounds that they violate treaties on the functioning of the European Union, while bi bilateral loans are seen as illegal because they violate the procedure provided by the Greek constitution and illegitimate as well. So again, every single debt they are now repudiating, which is uh, it's pretty amazing. I, if, if this proceeds, if this is not just some sort of bargaining tactic, if this is truly Greece's position at this point, then I will gladly, happily eat my words about Syriza and everything that they've done to this point. If they really are going to take this stand, it's uh, an extremely 
gutsy move to take and one with huge ramifications, not just for Greece in the Eurozone, but for the Eurozone entirely. Because think of if Greece really does dig in their heels here and this is their position, think of the ramifications of this for all of the other negotiations with all of the other people who are in that, that state of bailout or Spain, near bailout Portugal, right now. Ireland. Exactly right. It's the domino. I mean, this is a real domino situation where I think we could really see some other countries saying, hey, look at what Greece did. Uh, we're going to say the same thing. So huge ramifications if this does transpire the way people are saying it, it does. And the Greek people are getting prepared for it. We, I think we mentioned last month <laughs> when the data came out that uh, – there was a Greek bank outflow of 5 billion euros in the month of April alone. That is 5 billion euros of withdrawals from the Greek banking system in April, which was up from 1.91 billion euros in March. I haven't seen the June figures uh, yet or the, the month-to-date figures, if there are any, but that's an exceptional amount. And there are anecdotal stories of Greek people with uh, 10,000 euros stuffed under their mattress, literally or figuratively, as the case may be, but people are withdrawing large amounts of money in the event of some sort of Cyprus event where, you know, the banks close and there's a recapitalization and the uh, the, the depositors have to bail in. So we're well, seeing some uh, very worrying signs, but uh, some very big moves seem to be coming in the next week or so. It's, it's really quite astonishing, in part because, yeah, assuming the story is correct, I assume the story is correct, but it's surprising because this has snuck up on everyone. Did anyone hear about the possibility of a decision like this? Did anyone know? I Did they maintain the secrecy this on this up until just the last 24 hours or whatever? I never caught wind I, of it. Yeah. I'm assuming that the, uh, the the committee was known about since it was convened, sure. but uh, sure. certainly the idea that they were going to come out with this, I uh, haven't seen that before. See, this to me poses a threat to the whole debt structure of the world. They're essentially saying, look, these people are too far in debt. It's wrong. Just you can't squeeze blood out of a, out of a stone or whatever, and you've got to just let them go. If this catches on, it threatens, it threatens the whole idea of, a, of currencies based on debt. It, it, it threatens the global debt system. Uh, and one of the things that I was going to ask you about that I'd intended to ask, I don't think Greece by itself, <laughs> up until at least the last, last 20 minutes or so, I haven't thought that Greece by itself posed that much of a threat. You know, I know that there can be ramifications and domino effect and the rest of that, but Greece by itself, whether it pays its debt or it doesn't pay, it's not, the world is not going to come to an end. But I was wondering... Just on the off chance that the world did come to an end, could Greece be blamed? Would they be a patsy? Could they be a patsy in the same sense that Lee Harvey Oswald claimed to be a patsy? Yeah. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying here? Oh, yes. Yes, I mean, yes. It, and I think, you know. Could mm -hmm. the triggers, could something happen in the next 10 days, two weeks, where people, oh, it's because of the Greeks, the Greeks, they're the ones that made this all happen. Well, actually, it's a right. fiat monetary system and or, you know, irresponsible and government. And predatory lending and all of that. Yes, exactly. And the Goldman Sachs book cooking and all of that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly what we should expect from all of this if this does play out the way it seems to be playing out right now. And if it does lead to the the uh, the 
cataclysm of the eurozone going up in flames, there is no doubt that any and all economic hardship that result from it will be laid at the doorstep of Greece and their decisions here. It will, of course, I mean, all of the the uh, the powers of the the international mainstream media will be brought to bear on blaming the Greek people for this crisis, and who will be seen as the victims in all of this and the, and uh, the the saviors potentially. <laughs> the government it will be the same exactly the same ECB the same EFSF the same. Uh, Troika, the IMF, all of these people will be seen as the saviors, the, the victims, the, the the people that, oh, they were doing so well until Greece stepped up. So, of course, there's going to be propaganda galore to convince people that this idea of odious debt just cannot be countenanced. We cannot have this idea on the books because look at what will happen. And I have no doubt that if things play out again, uh, we don't know for sure, but if things do play out the way they're looking, uh, there will be real very cataclysmic economic uh, ramifications for a lot of real people living in the eurozone, and uh, they're not all gonna, it's not all going to be happiness and sunshine. No, I don't sure. think there is a happy sunshine conclusion to this at this point, but uh, it's yes, it's all of that really, pain is going to be blamed. It really is an astonishing story. I mean, I was I didn't think you could I didn't think you could actually top the Texas story, but I guess you have. Um. Well, actually, I think I have another one. Well, let's <laughs> that talks, Potentially tops them both. Uh, this one is not pressing. It's not in the immediate future. But I think for long term, in terms of global geopolitics and economics, uh, it's, it is the game changer. Um, we have talked, we talked about last year, the holy grail of gas deals uh, between China and Russia that was signed last year to supply... I believe it was 18 billion cubic meters of natural gas a year between Gazprom and uh, China through the Power of Siberia pipeline. And at that time, it was uh, this 400 billion, I believe, 400 billion dollar deal over the lifetime of, of the, uh, the contract was going to be uh, denominated in dollars. But it comes out that now, apparently, according to uh, uh, official sources, the deal has not been signed. I mean, the sales contract has not been signed. So Gazprom export CEO Elena Bermistrova just came out to say that since the deal is not signed, the currency of payment has not yet been determined. However, the Chinese side and the Russian side are dis- discussing today and in intricate negotiations on the possibility of paying in yuan and rubles, which I think is a game changer, not in and of itself. Again, like the Greek situation, it's not just what's happening in Greece. It's the ramifications of this action, because on the global markets of uh, energy exports, this one pipeline, in fact, two pipelines, because there's another one that's in the works that will be uh, similarly affected. But these two pipelines are not on the global scale that important. But as the, the sample of the example that can be set, and the precedent that's being set by this, I think it is extremely important because as we've talked about before, the last 30 to 40 years of the American dollar, the underpinning of that dollar has been the petrodollar. It's been the petrodollar right. oil bursts denominated in dollars. That is exactly why the U.S. dollar is the world reserve currency and has been for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Take that out of the equation. The U.S. dollar cannot be the world reserve currency. There would be no reason for people to hold as much U.S. dollars as they do. Again, it's just another paper cut, but I think this is a particularly important mm-hmm. one and really could be, I, I think the, the historians of the future might look back at this as the end of the American world reserve currency system. Well, it looks like we are in line for, <laughs> you're talking about an important or big weekend. Um, I'm not sure how fast this can 
impact. Oh, it will take years, but I think this is you the think starting point. When we say years, you're speaking about the the Russian Chinese yes. oil yes. deal where they're going to trade yes. in terms of Chinese yes. yuan rather than dollars. Yes. All right, I get that. Yeah, that that we can talk about it today. It won't start happening to a significant degree for some time, who knows, six months, a year before it even begins. And the impact, it's more psychological right now. But exactly. this other situation with odious debt as it applies to Greece, this is going to put the concept of odious debt on everybody's lips. For example, we have college graduates in this country that allegedly owe something like $1.2 trillion in college debt, which is roughly the same amount of money that's being held by China in U.S. bonds, uh, debt instruments, whatever. People say, oh, my gosh, China could sell all that at once and would collapse the dollar. What happens if the college graduates get hold of this concept of odious debt and they say, we're not going to pay? And a trillion dollars disappears because those debts are canceled. Is that possible? It certainly is. I think it is. I think there are, um, I mean, obviously there are certain special conditions for student loans, et cetera. But uh, I think there's still, a, uh, especially over the last decade or so, when we've seen this explosion in student loan debt to the point where it has now surpassed credit card debt as the, I think, the number one uh, source of debt other than mortgages in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an extremely important thing. And of course, there is a very good case to be made that a lot of this uh, the loans that are made uh, to students are under duress and in a manipulated market anyway, where obviously the, uh, the, the, the market has been so skewed by government participation over the past few decades, as I think we talked about on this po- uh, broadcast before. Uh, it's, it's absolutely a situation where people are being more and more cornered into a place of accepting exorbitant loan, loan deals in order just to get this education that they're told is necessary. Mm-hmm. So I think there would definitely be a case to be made. And yes, I think the setting of the political example of of an actual country taking this stand on the international stage would be one. And it's not just one heck a of a president taking the stand; it's the European Parliament that's taking the stand. It's not Greece that's saying this is an odious debt. They're well, going to grab Greece. onto it. it. They're going to grab onto it like a bulldog grabbing onto a bone or something like that. But another authority has come in and said, Wait. Oh, "No, no, no." In case I wasn't clear, it was the Greek Parliament that issued that. Oh, my mistake. I thought you were saying the European Parliament. No, the Greek that was why That was my mistake. All right. I thought you were talking about the European Parliament. Well, then, uh, all right. Then this is... If it was the European Parliament, that would be amazing, I must admit. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, See, that's that's why I... Oh, my gosh. It's the European Parliament. My God. That's astonishing. Well, we've only got about a minute left, James. Um, Do you...
Kings, since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered...
Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one forty. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. I lied. I took pictures of myself and sent them on the Internet uh, to some six women that I've been having phone sex with. But I'm not going to resign. I haven't done anything wrong. My constituents want me. Well, today, I mean, his constituents may have wanted him, but Pelosi, the leader of the Democrats in the House of Representatives, Pelosi turned him into the Ethics Committee and wanted an investigation. Reed, who is the senior senator, uh, says, I cannot defend him. And when one of the reporters said, well, if he asks you to defend him, what are you going to say? And Reed, boy, you could smell shoe leather from him backing up, said, uh, go call somebody else. So everybody basically has been lining up against Wiener for good reasons. You do need to act without uh, the inclinations of a pervert. You don't appear taking uh, pictures of your genitalia and sending them uh, as part of phone sex to strange women when you've been married a year, your wife is pregnant, Uma. By the way, uh, Uma has been with Hillary Clinton over in Africa. And so the Wieners, uh, definite friends of Clinton, which Hillary Clinton right now doesn't want the weight of a Wiener around her neck because she is looking to step down as the Secretary of State and running for the International Monetary Fund. Now that the Republicrats have had their first official debate over CNN and Romney has been declared uh, the winner, Huntsman, another Mormon, uh, will announce this next week his entry into the race. And already you have had uh, the likes of Romney say, uh, when they ask her about Sarah Palin, she would be the best thing that would happen to me. Well, what do you think? With Obama, he's got 
a billion dollars, he can hold out his hand like the king, and everybody knows if you don't agree with him, if you don't support him, then he can exact a terrible fees from you uh, through all kinds of manipulation of agencies and withholding his favoritism. And so you see Obama acting more like a king and just and playing and and playing around like a king. You know, here's the guy that said he was going to get us out of the war and he's gotten us into three more than we had before he came on board. He doesn't know anything about what his office requires. You know, he was only a senator for a very short time. And before that, he was in the legislature of Illinois. He was voted as the senator because the Republican candidate turned out to be a pervert and it left Obama with no competitor. They asked a black man who is a radio talk show host, a very intelligent, very nice man from the great state of Maryland, if he would come and run against Obama. Well, Obama was an organizer for the political machine in Illinois and Chicago. And as a neighborhood organizer, he was fixed. Somebody from Maryland, even though they may be a better person, they can speak without a teleprompter. Have you ever heard Obama say anything? He makes uh, many me Bush uh, sound like uh, he is the most articulate man on earth when you take Obama's teleprompter away. Anyway, here uh, still, Illinois is not going to vote for uh, a carpetbagger that they bring in from Maryland just because the Republicans uh, don't have anyone that not walking on their foreskin. So we now have this guy. Uh, he is given the Nobel Peace Prize before he even gets into office. For what? <laughs> Literally, for what? So he has been uh, <laughs> going around the world, attending state dinners, receiving honors and awards, and uh, bringing his family and his wife so that they can have a trip around the world to see all that there is to see. And his wife doesn't have to have him to travel. She takes her daughters and takes her friends and takes government airplanes. And at a time when America is hurting. Now, it's hard to understand why we're hurting. We have, we've, well, one is we've given up a lot of our industry and sold it and shipped it off. Uh, we are like a, 
a civilization that is rotting. Uh, we didn't fall from the tree. You know, some fruit will stay attached by its stem and just rot. And then other uh, things, animals, birds, uh, will come along and peck holes in it and basically peck it to death so there's nothing left. You're almost looking at the United States. We have sold our lumber and timber and our furniture factories from North Carolina. We have sold our steel uh, manufacturing factories uh, from Detroit. There are all these things that America has, large, large tracts of American farmland have been sold to international companies. And then all of a sudden, we begin to uh, feel uneasy. We look around and we say, well, you know, how come uh, things are costing more? Because we are not producing. And we have been like an over-rich, over-aged, over-ripe piece of fruit stuck on a tree now being consumed by predators, we basically have let it get away with us. We have exceeded our debt limit. You know, Greece uh, has the lowest credit rating, and there are riots in Greece because the people are angry and mad that the government has taken an ancient civilization that should have more experience and be more advanced than anyone else, and they have literally just trashed it. People are rioting as we speak in Greece. And America is so close. I've been telling you, you know, for years and months that with most of the uh, petroleum nations, OPEC, hating America, all they have to do is vote not to uh, utilize American dollars for petroleum and instead go to the EU and the American dollar is going to shrink like a spider on a hot stove. Well, uh, slowly all of this is happening. Now, Red China's concerned because they own about one-third of the American debt. And so the Federal Reserve says, and Geithner, who is the secretary of uh, Treasury and the only one of Obama's senior fiscal advisors that has stuck with him. If all the rest of them have jumped ship because they see the icebergs. They see the inevitable collision. They don't want to be there when people like Greece suddenly are angry and mad at people in government because they have allowed a rich, wonderful leadership nation to go in the trash. 
and there's no reason for it. This business with Freddie Mac and uh, Fannie Mae, where the Black Caucus says, we uh, want you to make it possible for every poor black person in America to have their own home. And so they start uh, this great securities fraud. And all of the people in the government that are there being paid to watch and guard against fraud, these people didn't know to write in their application for loan all of the information that would allow the lending companies to okay their loans. And so they get the money, they open the door to the house, but they never make one payment. And the Black Caucus has the idiotic nerve to raise their glasses. And this includes Obama. He was a senator then. And say, we did it having a joint party with Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. They did it all right. And then Obama, as president, turns around with his TARP project, a billion, a trillion, more than a trillion, two trillion, three trillion dollars. These companies are too big to fail. And the companies, the law was, you give us all the money, and we don't tell you anything that we're doing with it. I'll tell you, this is an interesting scenario. And as the people of Greece are angry, so the people of America may become angry. Now, here's a guy that's interesting. I told you uh, here yesterday about the manhunt. Uh, for David Burgett, uh, he's still missing. Uh, he was an anarchist. He wanted NATO and America to destroy themselves in conflict. And he was supposed to be part of the leadership of the Michigan, uh, Mon not the Michigan, but the uh, Montana militia. Well, listen to this guy. Do you remember? Super Bowl, uh, wow, 42, hero, David Tyree. Well, David Tyree has said today that same-sex marriage will lead to anarchy after this former New York giant defensive end, Michael... Strahan, S-T-R-A-H-A-N, supported marriage equality. Tyree says, what I know will happen if this does come forth, he's talking about the great state of New York now, is that will be the beginning of our country sliding toward it is a strong word, but anarchy. Tyree says this in a video for the National Organization for Marriage. The moment we have, if you trace back 
even to other cultures, other countries, that will be the moment where our society in itself loses its grip with what's right. Now, Tyree is a football player, but and his words, probably written by National Organization for Marriage, still aren't the clearest. But you get the idea. Tyree did not stop. He says, it's about what's right, Tyree adds. It's about how can marriage be marriage for thousands of years, and now all of a sudden, because of a minority, and an influential minority, has a push or an agenda and totally reshape something that was not founded in our country, not founded by a man. Well, Tyree, to tell you the truth, that's enough. He's said enough. He's not going to be popular, of course, with uh, all of those who support homosexuality, those who say that uh, we must uh, abide it, uh, that we have to uh, be kind and, uh, you know, we have to allow these kinds of things. Friends, Tyree, football player or not, is right. Now, as far as anarchy goes, I think Tyree may put more good faith in what I see as a nation of sheeple than the nation deserves. Anarchy means that the people basically revolt against the existing government. They don't have a better idea in mind. And Tyree is right that an anarchy can occur over something like having homosexuals, uh, allowing them to be married in what was, and according to statistics, still is a great Christian nation. Now, listen to me before you start twisting the dials. Being a great Christian nation doesn't mean that you cannot live here and promote your brand of religion, whether it is no religion and you are an atheist or an agnostic, or whether you're a Buddhist or whether you're a Jew, or whatever you may be, a Hindu Muslim, Mormon, Catholic, Protestant. You can live here. You can promote it. Now, in some countries, you can live there and you can practice it, but you are not allowed to promote it. For example, Thailand. The official religion of Thailand is Buddhism. They're very gracious. They say, you can come here, you can stay here, 
You can be a Christian or a Muslim or Hindu or whatever, and you can practice your religion, and uh, we think that's fine. You cannot start proselytizing. You cannot start recruiting for your religion. Now, in Saudi Arabia, for example, you can't even take a Bible in there. They search, especially for CDs and uh, VHS. You cannot take any of those, even though they're business. You, they, uh, they take every battery you have. I don't know why Saudi Arabia won't allow batteries uh, to go into the country. I think their outward uh, explanation is that, well, uh, you're going to use them for evil purposes uh, by uh, watching dirty pictures because that's the kind of reputation we have. But the point is, is that their official religion is Islamic. You cannot go in and practice. You can't have any written or photographic recorded support for that religion, only Islam. In Israel, you may say, well, Israel uh, is a beautiful country. Anyone can go there. Listen, you are a third-class citizen in Israel if you are not born of and practice the Jewish faith. And so point is, is that Kyrie has a good point. I don't think that this country would go uh, to anarchy. I think there would be a lot of uh, foot stomping and a lot of disagreement on the Christian right. But I think that we are have been cowed. Uh, we have become sheep if the government doesn't feed us. Where we are, we just starve because we don't know to walk uh, or to work or to provide our own food and our own shelter, our own health care, our own means of living, our own employment. So we will take a little pause here. Frank Stephan of uh, American Voice Radio has some ads to play, and then we'll come back. We'll give you the news that you need to understand so that you can cause things to happen. Stay with American Voice Radio's Freedom Call.
and your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at freezedryguy at lancet.com. That's freezedryguy at l-a-n-s-e-t.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one four. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. Here's what an expert says about distilled water. If you decide on bottled water, make sure it's distilled. However, in the long run, you'll save money if you clean your water at home. It's more convenient than hauling gallon jugs from the store. The gold standard for purifying your water is a system that distills your water and filters it. You have the comfort of knowing there is no chlorine, fluoride, bacteria, viruses, pesticides, or lead. You get nothing but H2O, maximum health. Dr. Robert D. Willis, Jr., M.D. Order your tabletop water distiller for $139.99 postpaid. It comes with everything you need to get pure distilled water. Go to superstore.theamericanvoice.com. That's 
superstore.theamericanvoice.com. Order now. with you and uh, first part of the program we were talking basically about Super Bowl uh, 42's hero David Tyree and how he believes that same-sex marriage is going to lead to anarchy if the state of New York now he was a New York Giants football player and he was a hero uh, but uh, he's saying if the state of New York allows homos to hook up together legally uh, married that is going to result in widespread anarchy. Anarchy, of course, we talked yesterday. Uh, We've got a a fairly decent example uh, in this David uh, Burgert, B-U-R-G-T-E-R-T, because he believes that the police uh, and uh, the government are all working for the Russians, or some weirdness, and that you need to kill all the police. Uh, it was interesting. In 1992, uh, I was a candidate for president of the United States. While you may say, Bo, you must be crazy, I would say yes to that to anybody that would uh, run a full, because I started my campaign in September, and in the old days, uh, that was the normal time. Now, see, they're starting in June already. But I went to all the states. I gave it a fair shot, because once the first uh, old person drops a quarter, or the first child puts a nickel, Uh, toward your campaign, now you are working uh, because they have faith in you. And uh, it was real easy. Uh, I was uh, on one side. uh, I was uh, the populist party candidate. During the general election, the overall election, uh, my party was uh, called America First Coalition. And I told the Populist Party that I (coughs) did not agree with uh, all the planks of their platform, and that for that reason I was going to run under my own America First Coalition, or if they had people they wanted to run for Congress or run for governor or run for dog catcher or whatever, that they could list me as, and they needed a party, then those people could list me as a populist party candidate so that they could pile on and use the populist party to be a candidate for whatever office they were seeking. So the fact is, uh, was I a populist party candidate 
1992? Uh, the answer is uh, no. If you go and look uh, at the Federal Election Commission, you'll see Bo Greitz uh, was an independent America First coalition. That's how I registered. But uh, were there, did I appear as a populist? Yes, on some states I did that had other people running for other offices. Now, there were in the Populist Party uh, people like, for example, Pete Peters. Now, Pete Peters is a identity, and what when I say identity, it means that he believes that the lost 12 tribes of Israel have been found, but they just don't know it. And so we may call ourselves Danes from Denmark, but Pete Peters believes that uh, we are from the tribe of Dan if we come from Denmark. And if you are from Germany, then you are from the tribe of Judah. And so they have all this worked out. I think they are right in as much as I believe the 12 tribes of Israel don't know who they are, and I don't think that the 12 tribes of Israel are living over in the land of Israel. But God will sort all of that out uh, in the time to come. I, however, am doing what the Bible tells us God wants his elect to do, and that is to honor these feast days, to keep his Ten Commandments, to recognize and accept his only begotten Son, to receive the atonement, uh, to be saved uh, through the blood of Christ. And so I'm doing all of these things and uh, I pray that they are all true. I believe that they are. Now then, this country used to look upon homosexuality as uh, being an illness. And at one time, it also looked upon homosexuality as being a crime. And and when you look uh, at famous German psychiatrists, uh, I won't start naming them because there's several of them, uh, they basically have come up, and you know Freud is one that came up with this, id is the child in us, the ego is the self, what we really are, and the superego is our conscious what protects us. Now, I believe that people are born uh, like you don't see a robin in a bluebird's nest. I have been watching uh, recently all kinds of wildlife that assemble just under the front windows of my house because there's a little sanctuary there protected uh, by bushes, and we put out bird seed, and we put out fresh water every day, and everything from quails uh, to rabbits uh, to 
uh, gophers and uh, and field mice. I mean, you can't hardly name a species of two four-legged, uh, all kinds of birds. And I've noticed that the flycatchers, uh, they are together, and they don't seem to be attracted to the quail, even though the little uh, toplet, oh, the male quail is beautiful uh, with the colors of his helmet. And they don't seem to be attracted uh, to the doves, and the rabbits don't seem to want to take up with the chipmunks. So God has made uh, this thing a certain way, and for propagation, uh, we act uh, not in a homosexual way. But uh, there was uh, this identity preacher, Pete Peters, who I actually like Pete. He's young. He uh, is a good speaker. He's forthcoming. He believes, and he has a right to believe anything he will, even as a Jew and a Muslim uh, and a Hindu and a Buddhist. They all have a right to believe as they will in America as a great Christian nation. But Pete wanted me as a uh, presidential candidate to make a pledge to kill all the homosexuals. And when I wouldn't, because, you see, uh, simply that is not the president's job. Article 1 is the Congress. Article 2 is the president and the executive branch. Article 3 is the judicial branch. Uh, there are, we each, each branch has its mission. If you don't want homosexuals, then the Congress has got to pass such a law. Then the president can make sure that the law uh, is kept. And the courts can test the law for constitutionality and rule yay or nay. And so it wasn't, uh, nobody had passed a law to kill all the homosexuals. And it would be very cruel. It would be like Herod killing all the young male babies, uh, hoping to uh, rid the earth of the young Christ when he was born. And because I know very well as a therapist that people are born, let's call them normal, and things happen to them where their normalcy is turned to abnormalcy because the subconscious says, wow, if you are normal, if you think you're going to be uh, you know, heterosexual, you're crazy because uh, all these girls, let's say if you're a male, says they're going to kill you if you touch them again. Your mama says, don't look at her, she'll kill you. Uh, your daddy finds you with little Susie and beats the tar out of you, says, I'll kill you, you pervert. So you end up being homosexual. That's not your fault. And through proper therapy, I believe that you can live a normal life. And I've had uh, clients who have come back and told me, Bo, I want to thank you. I've come all the way from New York 
to California to tell you that while I know why I'm homosexual now, I have tried to go straight, and the truth is I like being homosexual. I'm going to go back, and I wanted you to know. And I have said, look, friend, I don't care. You do as you will. God will judge you. But Kunsa, the heroin overlord, asked me, he said, you know, Bo, uh, America is strange. Why will your government consider legalizing things that are harmful to your people, like legalizing dope? He said, that's not the government's job. The government is to do those things that promote life, lengthen life, not shorten it. So here is a Burmese, half Chinese, that is the heroin overlord until Afghanistan took over all the heroin. Kunsaw is dead now. Afghanistan puts out 93% of the world's heroin. But what is the United States? Should we be all this tolerant? Should we be promoting? We have Ellen Degenerate. We have all of these people who are writing uh, just pornography into the script now because they think it will gain uh, more watchers. Do you know pornography is insulting and hard on the ears to a lot of people? And I'm one of them. And if Hollywood scriptwriters and people that own them, if they think that they can uh, write uh, MF and here and, and the F-bombs there and all the other curse words and have people watch their program, they're wrong. I am very, I'm thrilled, I am happy, I salute the television network in Salt Lake City that said they will not show the new Playboy network program that is just coming out. Hallelujah. If the network doesn't have the ability to police itself for decency, then the station can. Hallelujah. All right, now, the next subject I want to bring up. I've told you that Wiener has resigned and uh, we have been talking about this uh, homosexual. This is this is not within God's will. God tells us that in the end of the ages, at the end of time, men will be lovers of themselves. Well, that that is homosexuality. And I can understand when you have abusive males, alcoholic males, males who have nothing but profanity that comes out of their mouths, physically violent, criminal in mind, no soul, no heart. I can understand a woman saying, if that's all I have, no thanks and seeming to have a much better friendship. I mean, didn't in school? We uh, boys, you know, kind of hated girls in school, but that kind of changed. 
Well, now are we going back to a point where as adults uh, we would rather be with our own sex? Well, undoubtedly, uh, two men can get along as buddies. If you read my book, My Brother's Keeper, you'll see I dedicated a chapter to Colonel Joseph H. Felter, Jr. I love Joe Felter. I don't love him as a homosexual. I love him. I would give my life for him. I love him as much as I have loved anyone on this earth. He is, even though he's dead, alcohol killed him. He is my forever best friend. I will see him again in heaven, I pray. And it doesn't mean, means you can be buddies, but you see our propagation. The propagation in the white race is soon to be eclipsed, not by Mexican, not by African, but by Muslims. We can see that from cultural anthropologists that are very clear. All right, what I want to do is bring this up, because this makes me angry. It ought to make you very angry. American spare parts that are being given to our GIs in war zones that are everything from uh, fire selectors for rifles, uh, to missile, uh, arming, software, you name it, is being counterfeited, being made in China. Now, we seem surprised that the Chinese will not share with us who the manufacturers that are buying these substandard Chinese counterfeit weapon, and military hardware spare parts. There are American contractors with the Department of Defense that are paying retail for these things, and they're being sent overseas, and our Americans are subject to dying. They're being put in harm's way by the substandard counterfeits. Now, this should make you angry, and you should be angry. And what do you do? You call your representative. That's why we have Article One in the Constitution. You call your two senators, and you tell them, I want you to get to the bottom of the counterfeiting of weapons and military hardware that is being issued to our soldiers by the Defense Department. Now, the agency that has responsibility for this is the Department of Defense Security Assistance Agency, DSAA, Department Security Assistance Agency. They purchase all of the hardware for the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, National Guard, Reserves, 
And let me tell you how this works. My best friend was selected by the insiders. He was a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. He was the president, look it up on your internet, of WedTech. WedTech, W-E-D-T-E-K or T-E-C-H. It was supposed to be a minority company. Now, we had military advisors with all the senators, and we had military advisors in the White House. What would happen is the people in the White House would come up with these programs. We are going to award to WedTech as a minority company without any competition the sole provider of trigger guards, for example, for all M4 rifles, or for all of the 50 caliber ammunition, or for all of the smart bombs. And then the military in the Senate would tell their senators, sir, this is very important. We need uh, to pass this. And so WedTech would get sole contracts. Now, who was WedTech? WedTech was high military officers, senators, high people in the administration that needed somebody really smart to keep them out of trouble, and so they selected my best friend. And everything fell when that you recall with this Iran country. It all fell apart. But WedTech was one way. Admiral Tuttle was a three-star admiral who was in charge of all the intelligence in the Defense Intelligence Agency. Admiral Jerry O. Tuttle, T-U-T-T-L-E, told me, he said, Bo, when I retire, I'm going to form an ombudsman organization because there is so much falsifying. There's so much fraud. We think there's a lot of fraud in the pharmaceutical companies. But when they start giving fake parts that they can sell for retail to the Department of Defense to our soldiers in harm's way, that's going way too far. And when the bulletproof vests aren't bulletproof, and when the weapons are being made in China that are not being made to the proper tolerances and putting our people and we see the death list, the number of wounded going higher and higher, people are getting rich off this stuff. You can call, you see, you may never heard of WedTech before. You can call your senators, your members of House of Representatives, and say, I want you to investigate WedTech out of New York City and see how they defrauded the government. This was during the Reagan administration. See how they defrauded the government during the Clinton administration. See how the military hierarchy and industrial complex works to have the Chinese and the Pakistanis make cardboard parts that we are supposed uh, to be producing that are high dollar, and they go to the military to 
Huddle said, Bo, this stuff is going to stop. And it started when Hughes Aircraft agreed to cover me for a $4 billion Saudi Arabian Naval Expansion Program contract. The government wrote that $4 billion plus contract, gave it to Hughes exclusively for one reason, because they were covering my covert operation. And Tuttle said, you know, uh, Bo, you're one thing, but when they start doing this with tanks and aircraft and military weapons, infantry weapons, he said, there's where our young men and women start getting hurt, and that's where I'm putting my foot down. Well, Tuttle was reassigned to Norfolk, Virginia, and I don't see any ombudsman. But what I see is all this cheating by the industrial military complex. And I don't see our soldiers coming home. I see more and more involvement by a guy who was a a neighborhood organizer. He was a get-along person. And that's exactly what he's doing. So we need to get active. We need to be aware of these things. By the way, Al-Zawahiri, his name is spelled A-L, means the fam of the name, Z-A-W-A-H-E-R-I. He has put out an Al-Qaeda. He's head of Al-Qaeda now, means the base, hit list in America. There are more than 40 people on it. And the FBI is going through to warn these people that you are on, as civilians, you're on an, a Saudi Arabian-based uh, al-Qaeda fighting soldiers from terrorist organization. All right, I tell you all these things so that you will know. And uh, you might cause our Congress... Just to be aware and take action. Stay with American Voice Radio. Get the complete picture. And then we win in the end. I know that. I just don't want to see us, the United States, go through the punishment of being sheeple too long. All right, people. Stay with American Voice Radio. God bless you. But only three. When the Green Beret Trained to live Off nature's land Trained in combat Hand to hand Men who fight By night and day Courage takes From the Green Beret Silver that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. 
You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family. Watch live another Messiah's Branch National Satellite Radio Program. We are broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is June 18, 2015.
If you need help with anything after this program, please call me. If you need prayer, you can call me for that also. If you get the machine, please leave your name, your number, your prayer request, and or message. The phone number, of course, is 620-878-4682, 620-878-4682. And an emergency, my cell phone number is 316-619-4886, 316-619-4886. Which reminds me, I better just turn that down so nobody calls during the program. You can always find updates for the breaking news, our ministry, radio program archives, and our mailing address at our blog, which is simply prophecyhour.com. Folks, that's prophecyhour.com. Prophecyhour.com is like a hub for all our ministries, whether it's the Wichita Mission Church or whatever it is we're doing, or excuse me, or all the radio program archives and so on. And you can also find mostly the most important latest breaking news at prophecyhour.com. Our program archives can also be found there, of course, and you can find branch.podomatic.com from there. There's a link that says End Time Radio Archives. You click on that link, it'll take you to branch.podomatic.com. Both Prophecy Hour and the Branch site are both very smartphone-friendly, but if you want at branch.podomatic.com, the end time radio archives. You can get an Apple app or an Android app over there. So um, listen up, and folks, I challenge each one of you to share this radio program with two or three others because we are warning the world as it happens, and people need to know. Now, a prayer will bring on tonight's guest. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua HaMashiach's name I pray. Father, I pray that radio tonight goes according to your will, and not my will, Father, nor my guest's will. But, Father, please, your will to glorify you and don't glorify us. So please give everyone out there ears in which to hear the truth. In your Son's mighty name, Yeshua HaMashiach, amen and amen. Well, we've got Pastor Carl uh, Gallus back on with us. He's written three books, as most of you know, The Rabbi Who Found Messiah, The Story of Yitzhar Kaderi and His Prophecies of the End Time, The Magic Man in the Sky, Effective Defending the Christian Faith, which we're going to have to get him on for a whole program sometime in the future, although, yeah, he's been on a lot. But we'll get him on and re-talk about that book. We talk about that book when it first came out a number of years ago. It is a great book. You should get it. It's a coffee table book. It's something that you put on your table. People that aren't saved pick it up, and they really have some question. And uh, anyway, lead them to the Father. Anyway, uh, his new book is Final Warning, uh, Understanding the Trumpet Days of Revelation. And he also has another coming book coming out, uh, which he might bring up today or not. I don't know. But today, Carl was going to talk about the rise of anti-Semitism, which only serves to further demonstrate this density of the Bible as the only and final word of God. But then uh, there was some breaking news out of Israel yesterday about a rabbi who's trying to stop the Kaduri revival. So, of course, folks, you know I can't wait to hear what he has to say about that. So we're going to address that first. And then maybe if we have a little bit of time, I noticed Carl, one of his writings, said something about a super Semita. And I never heard of that. And so we'll ask him what he means about that. If he has time, we'll see. Welcome now, Pastor Carl Gallup. So you there with me, Carl. Hey, Pastor Dad, I am here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, amen. Hey, I heard you was on Atlanta Live the other night. Uh, I didn't know that. No, what was it? About? Which one was it? You wasn't on Atlanta Live? That's a, oh, Atlanta Live. I'm sorry. I thought you said Lamb and Lion, and <laughs> I have been on five different ones of those shows, but in the yeah. past, and I thought maybe you saw 
uh, being uh, run again. Yes, I was on Atlanta Live. Uh, I've been on Atlanta Live probably four times, and uh, I was just on there for final warning. They called me up and asked me to uh, come up there to Atlanta and do that show. So I, I was. Did one of your uh, listeners see me? No, actually, I, I had made a request. Of, uh, I, I, anyway, I was informed by one of your people that you were busy that night on Atlanta Live, and the reason that it struck me is, is about, oh, 13 years ago, my wife and I were on, were invited on Atlanta Live, and, and uh, so we went up there and did a program with them. So uh, I just recognized the program. Anyway, uh, there's some good people over there. Anyway, back to you. Um, so what's this about this rabbi in, in, in the Kaduri movement trying to say that it's trying to derail it in Israel? Are you there with me, Carl? Have I lost? Oh, he's disconnected. Well, we'll get him right back on. I don't know how I got disconnected. Maybe somebody has some bad weather someplace. But he'll be back with us in a moment. I'm sure our illustrious uh, producer, Frank, will get him back on. But um, there's a couple things. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, uh, there's a couple things going on out there today. I'm, my heart goes out to the people that, um, were murdered in the church. Um, nine people, I guess it was, lost their lives. It's a it's a real shame. I hear that the uh, young man that did it was on psychotic drugs, and that uh, uh, you know it, it looks like it's a racist thing. She seemed frustrated with with blacks saying they took over the country, so they're going to portray it as a hate crime. I know that Obama already came straight out and said that. Oh, well, we need more gun control because this doesn't happen any other place in the world. Well, my question to you, my question about that is this. Doesn't violence like that doesn't happen any other where in the world? Well, all over in Africa, Christian churches are Muslims are running into Christian churches or slaughtering everybody inside. They're putting, uh, in fact, in some places, they put wood up against the doorways, stand outside with guns, and burn these people alive in the church. But yet Obama had enough nerve to say that these kind of things aren't happening anywhere else in the world. Well, I guess Pastor Carl's back with us. Are you there with me, Carl? I am here, Pastor Dan. I don't know what happened. You were speaking, and in the middle of your speaking, I heard a loud screeching noise on my end, and then everything went dead. So, <laughs> Well, you know what, man? That's maybe that's because a couple of weeks ago you were saying, "Are you still there?" Um, so I, I told you if you ever dropped off or we got separated, that Frank would get you right back. And, and he so, did. So I remembered what you said. I hung the phone up, and Frank got me right back. Yeah, Amen. Anyway, uh, I was getting ready. I was asking you. I was just getting ready to ask you about the rabbi that came out in breaking news yesterday was anyway from Israel. I get I don't remember which one it was, but it said this rabbi was trying to debunk uh the Kaduri revival basically. What do you have and I know you said something about it. Yes, yes. Well, you know it, it, his name is uh, Rabbi uh Tovia Singer and he is the head of a counter-missionary movement in Israel. And as you know in your audience, the counter-missionary movement means that they attack uh, Messianic Christians and or Evangelical Christians 
who are uh, trying to tell uh, Orthodox Jews that Jesus is Messiah. Their whole purpose for existence is to put down um, the the Messianic movement. And so he's he's heavily involved in one of these. And um, he he in fact he admits that he works very diligently to quote discourage Jewish conversions to quote Christianity. And so there was an article the other day uh, in what's uh, a, an Israeli website called Breaking Israeli News that Rabbi Singer, uh, they said, uh, quote, completely discredits, end quote, the claim of Re- that Rabbi Yitzhak Kaduri identified Jesus Christ as Messiah. Well, I mean, that's ludicrous. And he mentioned my book and the movie about my book. Um, he didn't mention my name in the article, but he talked about the book the, uh, p- published by WND Books, et cetera, et cetera, and the movie from it. And uh, he said that, you know, that, uh, uh, that he had completely discredited the book and the movie. Well, what's, what's so funny about that is, first, I wrote the book in an objective investigative uh, style, uh, so there was really nothing to discredit. I just told the story and reported the facts, and, and we let people make their own decisions. And, you know, I admit in the book what, what my inclinations are, what my leanings are, but I report the good, bad, and the ugly in that book. As you know, you read it, and uh, yeah, yeah, and you've seen the movie, and even in the movie we deal with the good, bad, and the ugly, and people's objections, including Orthodox Jewish objections. So there was really nothing to, quote, discredit in the book. Uh, secondly, the, the, the evidence that he says he uses to discredit is just, just unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, he 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 really did himself uh, no no favors at all. Uh, first of all, he he starts off by saying, "Well, uh, first of all, the the note is just a pure forgery." He says, "So there there we go. We just discredit it that way." And second of all, the interpretation of the note uh, does not identify uh, uh, the, the the name of Messiah and does not identify Messiah as Yeshua. Uh, so, all right, let's just deal with these two. First of all, he just declares that the note is a forgery and says that that is, you know, categorically proves the story to be false. Well, let's examine that. Now, remember, both of these uh, things that he says that, you know, that he has used to completely discredit the story, um, that's my whole book was written about both of these things. I mean, so right. obviously he's never read the book, he's never seen the movie. In fact, Joseph Farah, president and CEO of WND Books, uh, he actually uh, quoted in this article as well and said the same thing. He said, obviously, Rabbi Singer has never read the book. <laughs> he didn't know that, the, that that was the entirety of the book dealt with whether or not this could be a forgery, and I deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly, and also whether or not the note actually identifies the name of Messiah. And I dealt with the good, the bad, and the ugly. So let's just look at this. The note is a forgery, he says. Well, here are the problems with that. And I admit in the book, I said, look, it could well be that the note was a forgery, but if it was, that presents some real questions. Number one, uh, if the note was a forgery, where's the real note? Because many, many witnesses heard him say and testified even before he died that he said that he had met Messiah and knew his name and put it in a note. And he said yeah. the note was under lock and key and was to be put on his website one year after his death. 
So one year after his death, this note appears on his website, and it's a big organization, so that means somebody in his organization, presumably a Jew, had to have put it there. There was even a little story that went with it. And News First Class and Israel Today, they reported on it. They got screen captures of the note. The, the picture of the note is in my book. Uh, so if it's a forgery, where's the real note, number one? Right. And, and, and number two, I mean, they were supposed to have had it in their care the whole time, and they bragged right. about it. And, and number two, why did they put a forgery on the website if they, if they thought it was a forgery or knew it was a forgery? Why would they put a, a forgery up there and write a little story about it? And why was it the only time they claimed it was a forgery was when it was finally decoded and they realized that the name he left was Yeshua? That's when they said it was a forgery, but before that they were quite proud of it, Pastor Dan, and right. had it all over the website. Well, right, thing, absolutely. Yeah, another thing, if it was a forgery, uh, why is it that many of his followers, and, and this was documented in the Israel Today story, I think the News First Class as well, but I know it was in Israel Today, Many of his followers said, oh, no, that's, that's his handwriting. That's the note. I mean, that, that's, that's the real deal. Uh, another thing, if it's a forgery, why, when they took it down, did they destroy it? In other words, if it's a forgery, that would be easy to forensically prove to be a forgery, and then they would be standing on 1,000% solid ground and saying, look, this is a forgery. We've done the scientific forensics on it. Here's the forensic report. Uh, this, this whole thing is a forgery. But instead, they destroyed it. So nothing could be proven one way or the other. That's a bit odd. And, right. um, you know, and again, if it was a forgery, uh, and I'm going to come <laughs> back to it, I've already said it, but, well, where's the real note? And who is the forger? And why haven't you done an investigation on finding the forger? And why haven't you done an investigation on finding out who in your organization would have breached the website to put up a forgery, and why would a Jew do something so dastardly? And if it was a Gentile, how did they do it? And why did you leave it up on your site with a little story written about it if it was a forgery? So you see, you know, to just say, well, I declare that it's a forgery, there's my complete annihilation of this story. <laughs> I mean, that is utter, utter ridiculousness. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and, and as Absolutely. you know, I, I let, let, go ahead. Let me butt in for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I subscribe to uh, th apparently that magazine, and and or I call it a magazine, email, whatever, um, that I get the breaking news from Israel along with a lot of other Israeli things. And I saw that it popped up, and I went, really? And so I went, well, I've got to see what this has got to say. And I, I went, really? That's all? Where did you debunk it at? You know, uh, yeah. so it was—it's just completely ridiculous. It all relies just on that man's word that it's a forgery and a story. So, wouldn't they, though, Carl? I mean, you would think that if it was a forgery and there was there is a note, he said there'd be a note with the name of Messiah. Why haven't they dug out the other note and said, no, this is the name of Messiah, or we have the other note in our possession? Well, sure, sure, absolutely, which is, I deal with that in my book, and of course I just went over it several times with your audience, you're right. And, uh, you, you know, it, it, if, if it was a forgery, then why do we have 11 of his students, and all of these are men that are 40, 50, and 60 years of age. We're not talking about 20-year-old kids, we're talking about 
50-, 60-year-old middle-aged men preparing to be rabbis, Orthodox Jewish rabbis. We've got 11 of them who are now born again, professing believers in Yeshua as Mashiach. The reason is because the rabbi, Kaduri, was teaching that in his yeshiva before he died, before he left the note. And these were some of the guys to whom he said, I'm leaving this note, and it'll be on my website after I'm dead. So they all testify that, look, this is no secret. Yes, he was talking about uh, Yeshua, because that's why we're believers in Yeshua. Uh, he did it privately, because he knew he would be heavily persecuted, but he put it in his own handwriting, and yes, that's his note, and yes, it was on the website, and yes, the only time they claimed it was a forgery is when they decoded it and discovered that the name he left was Yeshua. Right. Um it makes me wonder uh, if uh, maybe uh, the Kaduri revival, you know, by by Rabbi Zeb, you know, if maybe that is a has got his attention, because Zeb says the book is dynamite for turning people over to Messiah. What oh, do you yeah. think? Of course, that's what it is, Pastor Dan, because in this article, twice he mentions how. In fact, I can't. Let me see. I've got this. I just pulled the article up. Let me see if I can find his words. Twice he says that there is an, uh, a, a, quote, an astounding curiosity with this story throughout Israel. <laughs> you see, there's the problem. Astounding curiosity. The problem. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, Jews are being saved. And, and it's, it's uh, to use the common vernacular, it's freaking him out. And, and other Orthodox Jews who are desperately trying to turn people from Jesus. But, you know, that goes all the way back to the first century, Pastor Dan. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. what, that's, what the, that's what the Apostle Paul, that's what Saul of Tarsus was trying to do. He was the early rabbi singer running around saying, Jesus is not the Messiah, Jesus is not the Messiah. He stood there while Stephen was being stoned. He went after other Christians to imprison them and kill them until the Lord Jesus revealed himself in a vision to Paul which is exactly what Kaduri says happened to him, something very similar. And now Rabbi Singer seems to be picking up the part of the modern-day apostle, excuse me, the modern-day Saul of Tarsus, running around saying, no, 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 don't turn to Jesus, don't turn to Jesus. He's a fraud, he's a fraud. And I'm just praying that maybe Rabbi Singer will also have a vision and get saved very soon. Yeah, amen. That's what we pray for, absolutely. We will keep that in prayer. Um, I want. I have yet to. T- I'm supposed to be talking with Zev here in the near future, as soon as we find a date that we're yes. as acceptable to both. And uh, I can't wait to hear Zev's, uh, you know, input on this. Are you planning on having Zev on any any time in the near future? Oh yes, yes. Um, in fact, I had him scheduled. I think for this coming Friday, but then he had a big meeting he had to go to, so we had to move it up, bump it up. But I'm having him on my show very, very soon. I surely hope you have him back on your show because he can give some insight from ground zero about what's happening. But I know he has been the subject of severe persecution uh, because of his taking this story. And you've got to remember, and you, you know and your listeners know because you've had Zev on, Zev and his family knew Rabbi Kaduri. And Zev knows Rabbi Kaduri's students and has interviewed them and got them on video and uh, his great-grandfather was a friend of Rabbi Kaduri. So Zeb is not just some disconnected uh, party on the other side of the world talking about it. That's 
that's who I am. <laughs> I mean, right. I'm on the other side of the world. I, yeah. I, you know, I don't know any of these people. I just pulled all the information together that there was and wrote a book about it. But Zev is living it, and he's been living it, and he knows the story, and he knows the veracity of it, and he knows these guys that were his students that have given their lives to Jesus as Messiah. He knows about the note, and he was praying. He and his wife were praying that somebody would document this so that he could have the authenticity in his hands. And, of course, a Baptist preacher in Florida wrote a book, and WND published it and made a movie out of it, and all of that got into Zeb's hands, and now he's using it all over Israel, and Jews are being saved. And, of course, this, quote, yeah. anti-missionary movement is going apoplectic <laughs> over it. Um, you know, what's amazing about the book, a, a thing that that got me was Zeb says that, you know, he can just be carrying the book and, you know, a Jew will, a Jew will recognize Kaduri's picture on the front of it and, you know, want to know about it. So it really makes his, his work easy, which or easier, especially things for how much persecution he went through by just getting saved by his own family, you know, oh, yeah. and, and how much disconnect. Folks, if you haven't heard uh, Zev's story, uh, I what is that? Is that Messiah of Israel Ministries, isn't it? Uh, yes, it's called Messiah of Israel Ministries dot org. Yes, dot org. Well, folks, you should go over there and check out a story, or you know, go to our radio archives. And, and do you keep radio archives, Carl? Um, we do have podcast of my show Freedom Friday. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so folks can check it out either at our site or his site and, and bone up on the story because it's a real it's a real end time story because I believe, Carl, that that was one of the signs that I was looking for when I would start to see Jews being saved in Israel, then it was part of it. Anyway, give your website real quick and we gotta go to a break and we'll come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I I'd love to give the that, that rabbi's other little piece of evidence he said. Uh okay. but my, yeah, but my website is carlgallops.com, carlgallops.com. You can click on the pod. You can find out everything there, all my books, podcasts, radio program. You can see this story uh, up at the top slide. You'll see it, and you can click on it, and uh, you can read this whole story that we're talking about. You can read what the rabbi said. You can even, hey, when we come back, I'd love to tell your, your listeners what he says on the video, something stunning that this rabbi said that would make him believe that Jesus is Messiah if somebody could show him something and I'm telling you, brother, it's right there in the Old Testament, and I, I, I want us to talk about that. Okay, I'll be back in three minutes, and we'll do that. Dan will be right back. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $140. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 541- 
5-4-6-5-9. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. This is Pastor Dan Catlin, and you're listening to Mission Watch Live on the American Voice Radio Network. Well, folks, this is where I usually ask you to pray about a donation for our work with the homeless and poor from our Mission Church in Wichita, Kansas. In June, on June 13th, we did start our 16th year at the Mission Church, and so, sure, we do really need your help, especially in the summertime because of the summer slump. 
But right now, I'm, you know, last week I did a program about what I went through with my wife, and I'm just going to give you that real brief update, and we're going to get back to the radio program. Um, my wife, which uh, all, all her symptoms have basically just about went away from that, that, uh, that Bell's palsy that she came down with, but she was able by that to detect that she had an aneurysm that was there from uh, birth, and that her sister died from of one of them and in her brain, as her dad did. And my wife's is in the main artery in the brain. But we are going to get a, uh, because it's never leaked, we're going to go up the artery and take care of it. The doctor has uh, been doing these operations for 13 years. And he has a 97% success rate. So I'm just asking you all to pray for her. Monday morning, Central Time, 8 o'clock, they will be starting operation. They say it'll take about four hours, and we believe that everything happened so they could find this and she would get fixed. So pray for my wife and lift us in prayer and pray for the Mission Church. Any size donation will help. And the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. You can donate online or by mailing a check or money order, and you can find all that information at prophecyhour.com or call me at 620-878-4682. And now we're back with Pastor Carl Gallitz. Are you still with me, Carl? I am, Pastor Dan. Uh, what is your wife's first name, brother, so that I might pray for her Monday? Linda. Linda. Her, her name is Linda. Yeah. May, she, may I offer up a prayer right now very quickly? Yes. Yes, I'd appreciate it. Okay. All right. Father, this is the first that I've really understood about this, about Linda. But, Lord, I know a lot of prayers have gone up on her behalf. I know a lot of prayers have come before your throne. But I want to add mine and this radio audience again. We join our hearts. We join our souls, our minds together as we lift up Linda in prayer to you one more time. And, Lord, we ask that you would cover her by the shadow of your wings, that you would cover her with your healing, that you would cover her with your peace. And for Pastor Dan as well. Lord, be gracious and merciful to them, and guide the hands of the doctors, the nurses, and all who will attend to her. And then, Lord, bring healing to her. Give her added years of life. Give her added years of ministry. And, Lord, we know that you have blessed us with doctors and medicines and technologies and surgical procedures that are science fiction just a few years ago, but they are in our hands now. These are blessings from you, but we know that true healing, real healing, comes from your hand from within the body itself fearfully and wonderfully made. So we ask you, Lord, because your word tells us that we can pray for one another, especially in times like this. We ask you, Lord, to touch her, to heal her, to bring her back home to Pastor Dan so that they can continue to minister for the glory of your name for years to come, advancing the kingdom. And I ask it in Jesus' name for Linda. Amen. 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 Thank you, Carl. I appreciate it. Um, Anyway, Let's go back into uh, the Kaduri thing and this rabbi, what all uh, you mentioned before the break. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and thank you for letting me pray for your precious wife, brother. Uh, It broke my heart to hear what you were going through. Um, Yeah, this this rabbi singer, uh, he first of all said, well, I can prove, I just categorically disprove this whole story. First of all, the notes are forgery. Well, we've talked about that. I mean, just because he declares it doesn't make it so. (laughs) 
And uh, as I said, even if, let's say, it was a forgery, and, and I, you know, I'd say in the book, eh, there's a possibility it could have been a forgery, but that then leaves about 10 very important questions. <laughs> Where's the real note? Why, why was it forced? Who forced it? How did it get on the Internet? Why did it get on the Internet? Why would a Jew put it on the Internet? If a Gentile did it, how in the world did he get access to the website? Why is there a story about it on the Internet, uh, on their website? And on and on and on it goes. Why did they destroy it? If it was a forgery, why wouldn't they want to prove that it was a forgery and keep it and forensically examine it and prove to the world it was a forgery? So, no, the preponderance of the ever preponderance of the evidence does not seem to indicate that it was a forgery. As a matter of fact, you know, why are his students saying it's the real thing? Why are his students, some of them, believers in Jesus Christ? Uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All right, the second thing that he said was, and this is just amazing, Pastor Dan, because he did not do himself any favor by saying this, but he says in the article, it says, Rabbi Singer translated the Hebrew words, that is, to the note, as, quote, the nation will be raised up, and it will become known that his word and his Torah stand, end quote. Then it says, and, and by the way, there's several ways of interpreting Hebrew. You know that. Just like right, if a right. Hebrew person interpreted an English sentence, uh, if they didn't know, you know English and all the intricacies of it, there might be several different ways it could be interpreted. So, uh, but anyway, then it says, Rabbi Singer confirmed, now this is important, Rabbi Singer, Rabbi Singer confirmed that the first letter of each of the Hebrew words in this cryptic message spells Yehoshua. And then it says, the Hebrew name of Joshua, the disciple of Moses. All right, so far, he's affirmed everything we said. Then he says, that does not spell Yeshua, which is the name Messianic groups use for Jesus. Well... I don't know who he thinks he's fooling, and I don't know who he thinks he's talking to, but we're not ignorant of this. Yehoshua and Yeshua are the same words. Yehoshua is the long form of Yeshua. Yehoshua is used in the Old Testament scriptures, and so is Yeshua. In English, it would be like Jonathan and John. I mean, it's the same thing. Jonathan is the long form. John is the short form. But it's the same thing. Yehoshua and Yeshua are used, both of them in the scriptures, and every Hebrew expert knows that they are the same words for the same name. One is a long form, a little more eloquent, a little fancier. The other one is the short form, kind of the nickname, if you will, William and Bill, if you will. And, and, and Yehoshua or Yeshua is the name used, which is translated to Jesus, and that's kind of an odd translation, and, and you and I know how that happened. It, 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 it was the Hebrew form of the Greek word, and then sometimes the Greek was translated into Latin. So there were some Latin manuscripts, and the Greek uh, was Iesus, and then Latin was Iesus, and very, very similar. And which is commonly translated into the modern English, because the ancient English, by the way, didn't even have the letter J. In the, in the original King James Version, the, the name Jesus is not even in it. It's Iesus, because there was no J in the old, old English. But in right. modern English, Iesus, which comes from the Greek and Latin translation of Yeshua, Iesus is pronounced Jesus. So 
he confirmed exactly what the book says and what we say and what we know. And that is the first letter of each of the Hebrew words that made up the cryptic note. The first letter spells Yehoshua, which is the long form for Yeshua, which is translated into English as Jesus. And convenient, conveniently, Rabbi Singer left out the first part of the note. The first part of the note says, concerning the letter abbreviation of his name. Now, that's important because the article ends by saying that, um, he says, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, oh, if I can't, I can, I can just um, paraphrase it. Um, Mm, uh, well, let me just paraphrase it. Oh, here it is, here it is. He says, um, he, Rabbi Singer said that the most important uh, debunking of this whole thing is that Rab, the Rabbi Kaduri's note does not say that that Yehoshua is Messiah. He doesn't even say he's Messiah. But wait a minute, Pastor Dan. Singer leaves out the first part of the note, and that note says, concerning the letter abbreviation of his name. Yeah. His name. His, his name. Whose name? Messiah. How do we know that? Because that's what he told his followers. I know the name of Messiah, and I'm leaving it in a note, put it on my website a year after I'm dead. And when they put it up there, the note says, concerning the letter abbreviation of his name, comma, he shall lift his people and prove that the word and law are valid. And when you take the first letter of each of the six Hebrew words that makes up that second part of the sentence, you come up with Yehoshua. So read it together. Concerning the letter abbreviation of his name, his name is Yehoshua. Well, his, who's his? The Messiah. So right. Rabbi Singer is not very honest in all of this, and he's not very smart, and I'm not trying to be disparaging. I'm not really speaking about his right, intelligence. Right. He may be a very intelligent man, but I'm saying in this article he was not smart at all because he says, well, it's a forgery. Yeah, but you can't even come close to proving that. And then he says, and besides that, Yehoshua is not uh, Yeshua. Well, yes, it is. And then he yeah. says, and besides that, he doesn't even say that Yehoshua is Messiah. Uh, yes, he did. So, you know, it was pretty easy to debunk this guy, but the thing is, is it just shows me that this story has legs in Israel and that it is causing uh, astounding curiosity, right. and curiosity is growing, and Jews are being saved. Zev Parad is on the ground in Israel. He's using the material. He knows what's happening, and these counter-missionary groups know what's happening, too, and they're freaking out. Yeah, absolutely. What I have to say about this, you know, um, thinking about it and being prayerful about it, um, I think what he did is is he gave, uh, without trying, he gave some free advertisement for the book. I think it'll make more people in Israel interested about the book yes. to see what it has to say. What do you think? I No, I, I agree. And you know, along those lines, Pastor Dan, I've got to share this with you and your, your listeners. Again, go to my website, com. Wait for the third slide to come across the top. You'll see Rabbi Kaduri. Click on that story. It'll take you to the story at uh, World Net Daily. Go to the middle of it, and there's a video of this Rabbi Singer. 
And this is the video where he's claiming that he's disproven the whole thing. But listen to what he says. Now, I'm going to have to paraphrase, but, but this, this is what he says. He quotes John 3.16, a Jewish anti-missionary <laughs> rabbi. And he tries to, he's trying to act like he, he says, we don't hate Christians. He says, we love Christians, and, and, and we appreciate that they say they love us. And then he says, but let me just quote uh, one of their scriptures, and then he quotes John 3.16. He says, now, you know, if we could just find that in the Old Testament, we would believe that Jesus is Messiah. But he says, it's not in the Old Testament. This is fairy tale. And then he says something like, it's witchcraft. And then he starts really getting disparaging. But then he repeats, if this was just in the Old Testament, we would believe. Now, I know one of the things that Zev does is he will say to an Orthodox Jew, do you believe that God the Father is going to send Messiah? And they will say, well, yes. And then he says, do you believe that the Messiah is God's son? And most of them will say, no, that's blasphemy. That's not Jewish. That's blasphemy. God does not have a son. He, he is sending Messiah. Except that the rabbi said, show us in the Bible where God has a son. Show us in the Bible where for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Show us that, and we will believe. Okay, Rabbi Singer, I've got it. It's in Psalm 2. Psalm 2, why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord, listen to this, and against his Mashiach. Against his Mashiach. Against mm -hmm. his Messiah. Against his, most English translations say, against his anointed one. But the Hebrew word is Mashiach. So the nations plot against the Lord and against his Messiah, and then you keep reading in Psalm 2, and he says, Therefore, you kings, be wise and be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and kiss his son, lest the Lord become angry and you be destroyed in your evil. So wow. the scriptures do declare that the Lord has a son, and he is Messiah. Psalm 2 declares it perfectly. So if Rabbi Singer is listening to this or ever listens to this, there's the answer to your question. And you said, if we could prove to you in the Scriptures that the Lord had a son who was Messiah, that you would give your life to Christ. So there it is. Wow. That, that is really heavy. And you know what, uh, folks? If you go read in the book of Isaiah, it, you know, it talks about how he will bring his salvation with him. Well, the word for salvation is, is what, Carl? It's Yeshua. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll bring his Yeshua. He'll bring his salvation. God, that's the salvation of God. That's what Yeshua means. Yeah, amen. And so, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? I, actually, I, I think this, this, this rabbi has did more good to the Messianic movement, then he does any kind of a harm. What would you think? Well, I think so. And, and of course, he didn't intend to, because he's the head of an anti-missionary Messianic movement. But in, in trying to... See, people, I run into Christians all the time that say, well, if Kaduri was really saved, he should have been out there proclaiming uh, that Jesus is Messiah instead of hiding it. Well, let me remind you. One of the reasons he didn't just jump up on a podium and say it is because he might have been killed. 
uh, first of all. Second of all, he would have at least been uh, dismissed as just a dawdling old man, and he'd lost his mind. But what he did was he made disciples secretly so that after his death they would come forward. He made them from rabbis, out of rabbis in his school. Then he posted a note or had a note written and told the people before he died he had written it in a note in his own handwriting. It was posted on his website. Now the whole world has seen it. Jewish news media has written about it. Now there's been a book about it. Now there's been a movie about it. Now, years later, people are still talking about it. You and I are talking about it. Rabbi Singer's talking about it. So Rabbi Kaduri was brilliant. He did just what he should have done, just what the Holy Spirit obviously led him to do, because now Jews are being saved all over Israel, and you cannot discount this. You've got this rabbi singer running around saying, I have completely discredited it, but in the process of trying to discredit it, he has held up the story. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, everything that he did confirmed it, everything that he did. I think so, yeah. And there's yeah. nothing that he said that's not already in my book. Yeah, and and there's and folks, if you haven't got the book, you need to get the book because there is so much more to this story than just this little bit that Carl is able to squeeze into our program or the several programs that he did about this. There is just so much other information in there, isn't there, Carl? Oh yeah, oh yes, I talk about Kabbalah and the dangers of it, and and why the Orthodox Jews are so involved in it. I talk about the Orthodox Jewish understanding of the two messiahs, Messiah ben Joseph, Messiah ben David, and, and, and why Kaduri would have said some of the things that he said, some of the things that sound very strange to Western Christian ears, but once you understand the Jewish understanding of it and the Jewish history of it, it makes a lot more sense. I talk about why, you know, why he kept it secret, so to speak, and why he wrote the note, and what his followers said, and... I talk about the night that he made the disclosure in his synagogue on the night of Yom Kippur. I mean, uh, we talk a lot about Muslim belief of Messiah, Christian belief of the coming of the Messiah, the Jewish belief. I mean, it's a book you can put on your shelf and go to over and over and over. It's tons, got lots of biblical information, New Testament information, uh, and and, an understanding of Judaism as well. Yeah, and for you folks that that maybe don't want to read, get the the movie the movie is excellent in itself and i'm i believe that the people that would get the movie would drive them to getting the book but the movie is also excellent yeah. i showed it with uh, our congregation and uh, there was a, a young fellow visiting and and uh, you know we're messianic we're you know we're christians but we're messianic you know sure. and and sure. uh, anyway this one friend of my uh, son's uh, name of cody he's been his friend all his life you know he was there and and he was just in shock over it. Uh, it resonated with him and shocked him. And he says, I'm converting, I'm converting. I said, what are you converting to, Cody? He says, well, I'm going to be a Christian like you guys. I said, aren't you already a Christian? He said, yeah. I said, well, you don't need to convert to anything. But it put him in shock. And this was like a, t- a 20-year-old young man. Yeah. Wow, wow. Thank you for telling me that. You know, Brother Wheat, yeah, I, it, it's been amazing. In, in the movie, like you said, it's only about an hour, a little less, but it kind of gives the synopsis of the whole story. So I tell people, you really need to get the book and the movie. Watch the movie first, and then you've got the book on your shelf, and plus the book has so much more in it. But, uh, but yeah, churches around the world have shown it. Uh, the book and the movie have been shown in the underground church in China. I know Zeb has talked about that. 
and uh, has used been used yeah. to bring about revival among some of the Chinese Christians. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really being used. And to me, the the and going back to that, um, one of the things that that's why this story caught my um, heart a long time ago. You know, uh, was because of the fact that I have been looking for Jews to start converting. You know, coming to Messiah. If it was indeed the end of the age, isn't that something that we should be looking for? Yes, yes. No, I I agree. I think that is an end time sign, and and I think. You know, I, I'm just humbled and honored that this book and movie might be having a little part in that. I know Zeb's ministry is having a big part in it, and the ministry of others, Messianic groups in Israel and others. But, but, but Jews, listen, Israel is back in the land. The nations of the world are attacking it. It's surrounded by enemies. All of this is prophecy. The rise of Islam, all of that's prophecy. And in the midst of it all, Jews are coming to Jesus in Israel. I mean, how prophetic can you get, Pastor Dan? Can't get much more prophetic than that. If people take an actual look at what happened, it is one of the most prof- it's the largest prophetic sign that I mean, I mean and it's in our age. It's undeniable. But people just won't look. You know, I think they're uh, with this anti-Semitism that's out. You know, people ask me, they say, how can they believe that and not support Israel and believe that they're so evil? And it's just because, uh, what, the veil's been pulled over the world's eyes? Yeah, well, that also is an end-time prophecy, that in the midst of all of these wonderful things, Israel back, Jerusalem back to the Jews, uh, Jews coming to Jesus, those are all wonderful things. But in the midst of that, the Bible prophesies in many ways and in so many words in different places that there will be a great turning away from the Jews in Israel. There will be a rise of anti-Semitism. Again, in the last days, there will be a hatred for Israel. One of the witnesses, one of God's witnesses, the olive tree that's a witness in the last days, and that the yeah. world will hate that olive tree. The world will want to destroy, cut down, and burn that olive tree. Uh, and we're watching that anti-Semitism rise from amongst the so-called churches, even out of the lampstands, you know. I mean, the denominations yeah. are turning against Israel. Uh, our, our current administration cursing and spitting in the face right. of Israel. It's just, it's, it's, it's absolutely astounding. But again, signs of the times, Pastor Dan. Well, amen. Um, well, we're going to have to go, Carl. Why don't you tell them, uh, number one, tell them where your website's at and that other book. It's doing real well. Aren't you coming out with another book, though, real quick? You oh, yeah. It's kind of a part of the trilogy. You have the rabbi that found Messiah. Then you have Final Warning, Understanding the Trumpet Days of Revelation. That's the one that's out now, still going crazy all over the world and right. and, and just, just opening people's eyes. And then my third, my fourth one is coming out in just a couple of weeks, uh, well, September, so uh, a couple of months. Um, and it is called Be Thou Prepared, Equipping the Church for Times of Persecution and Trouble. And it, it just goes all the way back to the New Testament times and shows how the early church dealt with it, all the way up through the Roman persecutions, all the way up to our time, and then it just talks about what's happening in the Middle East, what's happening in America, uh, what's happening to the church in America, how to be prepared for it, how to equip for it. And then there are five or six very practical chapters on how to, how to prepare yourself and your family and your church, mm-hmm. how to have a security, uh, security team ministry, um, food and water preparation, uh, all of these kinds of things. Well, just 
Carl, I'm going to have to cut you off, and I I can't wait to talk about that book when it comes out. I can't wait to read the book when it comes out, but for now, we're going to have to let you go. Give your website, and i got to say goodbye and shalom to you. CarlGallops.com. CarlGallops.com. Shalom, my brother. All right. Be blessed, Carl. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, uh, that was Pastor Carl Gallops. Um, We're talking about the Rabbi Kaduri book today. It's a fascinating story. It's worth a read. The book doesn't cost that much. The DVD, you know, I like the DVD. I like the book, too, but um, check it out. Or you can go research the story. If you listen to enough of our radio programs, you can get a lot of the story, but you're not going to get all of it. Anyway, pray about it. And those of you that are now, I do believe that you should have at least a year's supply of food stored up. That is just a positive way to do it. Um I do a a radio program with Stan from the Prophecy Club, and the Prophecy Club is starting to sell uh, freeze-dried food. Well, well, survival food. I assume it's freeze-dried. I haven't checked it out all the way yet, but they support our ministry. So pray about it. If you need uh, food um, and you haven't got a year's supply for your family, you ought to get it. Prophecy, uh, let's see, what is that? prophecyclub.com, I guess it would be, but I'll put the link on my website. Look for it in a few days. Anyway, pray about supporting the Mission Church. Always, always, always be a blessing to others. Folks, we must remember that there is only one God, that is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for our repented sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Through him and only through him is the way to the Father. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and all your soul. Then love your neighbor as yourself. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's like praying for Messiah's return. There's never going to be any real peace until he comes back and does it. Lord our God, Father, King of the universe, asking Yeshua HaMashiach's name, that the Father blesses and keeps you, and his face shines upon you, and is gracious to you, and gives you peace. Until an hour from now, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for the Messiah's Branch. Unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com or simply call 316 316- 
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. If you have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in untested vaccine, hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand. Have a plan. Have peace and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. make the aspirin mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. Discover the power this formula has with salicin to enter the system in 60 seconds to work hard and relieve pain for 12 hours. Whether it's arthritis, sports injury, or flu, you can relieve aches, pain, and swelling with our Extra Strength Pain Relief Formula. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom
Talk Live. I'm your resident herbalist, Wendy Wilson. Hope you had a great day. Whew. We're here to empower you. That's what we're going to do. Magical engineer Frank and I are ready to go. Thanks for joining us here on American Voice Radio, one of the best networks, let me tell you. I've been on a few. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Well, we're going to be talking about uh, some, well, one herb that has uh, some very uh, special benefits, and several of them, actually. Uh, also, we're going to talk about, you know, if you're searching for health out there, you know, if you're on the Internet and you're looking around for help with issues, health issues and stuff, we're going to kind of tap into what people are searching for and where they're finding their help. Um, also, we may have time to talk about some common mistakes and maybe some supplement secrets. We'll see how much time we have. Always oh, got a bunch of stuff here to talk about. And, um, you know, that's what we do. Empowerment. And we have a quack report. But... Before we get to all that great stuff, big salute and semper fi to our righteous men and women in uniform, lifting them up in prayer. I'm listening to all of America up in prayer. You know what I'm praying for? Righteous leadership. I'm praying for men of valor with understanding and knowledge. And that means they know the Lord, you know, so they got morals, they got righteousness. And, you know, Psalms 92 says the righteous flourish like palm trees and are like the cedars of Lebanon, big and strong and tall and majestic, you know, you, you keep your head held high because, you know, you're good. You're a good person. We need good people in leadership in this land. So we're supposed to seek the Lord's face in Isaiah 59 and ask for those things. We're supposed to plead for righteousness and truth, you know, like we don't have enough of that. So seek the Lord's face, mind time, draw near unto him because the time grows short Without further ado, let's do the quack report. Thanks, Frank. Oh, I don't know if the world's ready for this. Uh, Telegraph over in the UK says, um, you know, the the, the contraceptive uh, pill, the the pill that you know came about for women. Uh, well, now it's they're trying to develop this male pill, and it's a coming, mm-hmm, according to the report. Uh, they are developing new forms of contraception, but for men. So uh, they estimate it's going to hit the market between 2018 and 2020. And uh, one of them is called Vasagel. It's a non-hormonal male contraceptive. Uh, medical research organization called Paramus Foundation owns the rights to this thing. Um, it is poised. Uh, at the FDA's doorstep waiting approval. Um, it's estimated that it will be on the market here in the United States in 2018. Um, and then they have some injectable uh, versions of male contraceptive. Um, and they and, the, and, it's, and it's being promoted that at least half the male population will use it. Yeah, it's, it, the advantage is that um, they say it will block uh, sperm and other fluids, uh, other fluids will be able to pass flu- through, but not the sperm. So they said it will reduce the risk of pain from back pressure. Um, also, will reduce the need for a vasectomy. They say, and uh, it, it, and um, it's also going to be very popular among men seeking a permanent contraceptive option. Uh huh. Now, yet another one that they're in development is another non-hormonal contraceptive. Uh, it's in phase two of human trials in Indonesia, 
And uh, this method prevents sperm's ability to fertilize an egg by blocking its ability to swim. Can't go anywhere. So uh, we, we've got a lot of things here. There's like half a dozen different male contraceptive drugs on the horizon. So get ready for that. And last but not least in the quack report, hmm, neuroscientists think they've captured the moment that our brain records an idea, you know, the light bulb going off kind of thing. It's, uh, they use some brain imaging technology to get a glimpse into how our brain grabs new concepts to develop, you know, thought and ideas. So the research was uh, carried out by Carnegie Mellon University. Their findings were published in the Human Brain Mapping uh, Report. Um, so what they did is they, it involved teaching people some new concepts and observed where the brain is coding that, where it lights up in the brain. So uh, they said that this whole thing revealed some new knowledge about how the brain encodes. Um, we're having some issues with technical support. All right, so we're back. I'm sorry. Getting back to my uh, quack report. Sorry about that. We got a little interruption. Oh, technology, isn't it great? Um, what they were saying is that each time we learn something, they think that it permanently changes the way our brains systematically work. So different locations in the brain file different systems of information. Well, what they're hoping to do is map our brain so they can, you know, find out new ways to teach methods to children in schools, uh, get a better picture of how knowledge gets lost in the brain, you know, for people with dementia and Alzheimer's and stuff like that. But I think there's probably more than those two reasons why they want to do that. And I bet you you can come up with a few of your own. And that wraps the quack report. Thanks, Frank. Okay, so hopefully we won't have any more disruptions in the broadcast here, but uh, we're going to be talking about this herb that has a lot of benefits. You know, our creator has really packed our foods and herbs with numerous health benefits that, you know, kind of makes science green with envy. So our herbs and our foods are already perfect 
in healthy content, and we've been um, we've been instructed in Scripture to trust in God's nutrition and medicinal plants. So our nutritional foods and our medicinal plants, he says, are here for the service of man, and they are meat. So they're powerful and they're nutritional. So we're going to take a look at an herb that has been around since the beginning of time before medical science had any inkling of understanding. Let's consider lavender, okay? Everyone's acquainted with this very enchanting, uh, fragrant uh, herb called lavender. Now, you're going to find lavender scent added to a bunch of things in the marketplace, soap, deodorant, detergent, pillows, even sachets to put in your clothes drawers to make your clothes smell pretty. However, lavender is more than a pretty-smelling flowering plant. It has healing power. So this aromatic evergreen plant, which is a half shrub and is considered part of the mint family, it blossoms with these white, blue, and purple flowers, and the flowers are often used to make lavender oil. So lavender is indigenous to the Mediterranean, but it's cultivated all over the world, and it's pretty much also used as an ornamental plant. So there are 39 species of lavender, and it's used throughout Europe, Asia, and the Mediterranean as a culinary ingredient. Well, here's a little history, because down through the ages, lavender has been in most herb gardens for its medicinal properties. So the word lavender is English, and it's taken from the old French lavandre, which is from the Latin word lavir, And uh, that means to wash. So the ancient ancestors, uh, they would use lavender tea to cleanse with. Now, lavender was also, it's also been referred to as lavandula, which is thought to be derived from the Latin word livere, which means bluish. So the most popular species of lavender are the English lavender, the French lavender, and the Spanish lavender. Now, let's look at some of these benefits because lavender oil is widely used commercially, and much of the lavender grown is used in oil production. So, however, lavender doesn't have to be in oil to present many of its medicinal benefits. For instance, this fragrant plant offers a lot of antiseptic and anti-inflammatory properties. So this is why we will see it added to a lot of topical skincare products and cosmetics. Now, science has declared that Dutch lavender, also called lavendin variety, offers higher tannin content and has more potent fragrance. This variety is known for its larger flower, and it's easier to grow compared to English lavender, and therefore it's preferred for the mass production of lavender oil. However, the lavendin variety of lavender, although brings a more potent fragrance, it tends not to be as sweet as the other varieties. Now, in 1995, the Lancet Journal published a study testing the effectiveness of lavender uh, to insomnia medications. So I wanted to see how lavender compared and performed compared to all these drugs for sleep problems. Now, the results were that those that were using the lavender slept at least as well as when they took their prescribed drugs but they were less restless while they were sleeping. Now, the group that did not use insomnia drugs slept more peaceful and longer when they did use the lavender. And then there's the typical use. You know, most Americans will 
use lavender for aromatherapy, you know, to soothe away a headache or to relax the mind for better sleep. However, it is also known to soothe insect bites, okay? That's, that's another thing that you can use it for. It, you know, if you get a bee sting, it soothes any kind of a bee sting as well as burns if you burn your hand. Now, during World War II, hospitals would use lavender oil with other essential oils to purify their air and to disinfect surfaces. And it was also used in vapors for an antibacterial property to treat flu, upper respiratory infections, throat infections, and whooping cough. So lavender is also known to help repel insects. And in 2010, there was a study that appeared in the Journal of International Clinical Psychopharmacology to see if lavender does indeed soothe away anxiety. So this was a double-blind study reporting that it was the high quantity of the linalool and the lionel acetate uh, properties in lavender oil that was efficient at alleviating anxiety and sleep disorders. So in 2013, Germany, uh, they reported that lavender oil helps calm the nervous system, and they suggested using it for various neurological disorders. So... Research has also suggested that honey that has been pollinated uh, with the lavender plant is a superior aid to other honey for healing wounds. So if you're going to apply honey on top of your wound, hope there's lavender in there. Now, I want you to keep this in mind. Science regards lavender as safe for culinary and medicinal use, but cautions pregnant and nursing mothers as not enough is yet known about all the properties in lavender. So lavender oil is really not for young children as it can irritate tender skin and can cause a flux in hormones in young boys. But here's some more benefits to this wonderful, beautiful, sweet-smelling plant. According to this 1996 review of natural products, lavender can be an effective tonic to help with muscle spasms, fluid retention, digestive problems, and flatulence. So you will see lavender added to European products such as pillows and sleep aids, sedatives, products for depression, anxiety, stress, skin problems, diabetes, female problems like menstruation and cancer. So um, extra, it, you, the extras of uh, lavender really are that um, they also use in Europe, they, put it, um, they also include the lavender in mothballs, of course they're potpourri, and various herb formulas. Now, Europeans will serve lavender tea before bed, or they'll put a few drops of lavender oil on a sugar cube for internal use to improve sleep. The German e-commission endorses the use of lavender as a sedative for restlessness and sleep problems. Now, in, in 1910, a French chemist used lavenders to soothe a burn and noticed that it removed the pain and the burn healed faster. So lavender, like other herbs, like peppermint, does have this analgesic property in it. So lavender also has a history of helping with rheumatism when used topically. So for those taking prescription or over-the-counter products for hair loss, in 2009, a Scottish study found that lavender oil used on the scalp for many months can help resolve alopecia or male pattern baldness. So if you're going to use lavender oil for this purpose, 
you might want to add to it some thyme, T-H-Y-M-E, herb, to help prevent shedding and encourage new hair growth. Now, midwives would also add lavender to bath water for postpartum discomfort and healing. And also, animal studies are suggesting that lavender can be helpful at lowering blood sugar. But FYI, in animal studies, it appears that lavender has a sedation effect by slowing down the central nervous system, and it can hinder muscle motor movement. So it's therefore not recommended to use lavender if you're driving or operating machinery. Therefore, uh, you know, be careful. And there is a history of use where lavender was used for convulsions and seizures. So it should also be noted that lavender will magnify the effect of sleep aids for insomnia or any drug containing chlorohydrate, chlorohydrate, to be aware of that. All right, let's talk about public speaking for a minute because, you know, you ever done any of that public speaking? Remember in high school you had to get up and do oral reports? Mm -hmm. Did you get a little nervous? Maybe your stomach didn't feel so good. Well, a German study found that lavender reduces disturbances of the upper GI tract and the stomach by removing any nervous irritation. So if public speaking gives you a stomach ache or butterflies, you might want to try some lavender tea. So lavender's got a wonderful amount of benefits, lots of benefits. It's a, it's, a, it's a wonder aid. I call it a wonder aid. It's one of those pretty wonder aids. So apothecary herbs actually includes lavender in their skin poultice product. So you won't want to be without this easy to use. It's a topical product uh, to help reverse, you know, bug bites and bee stings as well as venomous bites, you know, from, you know, poisonous snakes and spiders. And we even use it uh, uh, very successfully for reversing vaccines, if you want to give that a shot. So uh, it's a special blend of herbs that helps to draw out impurities that can irritate and poison you. So if you want to call for your skin poultice, um, you can get a pack of that. It's under 20 bucks. You can add it to your first aid kit, your camping gear, or even other emergency packs. And, oh, don't forget, the skin poultice is an item that they do include in their pandemic kit. So you can kind of get a kit for a pandemic and get your skin poultice in one uh, item. So uh, for more organic packs, uh, also formulas, they do have thyme extract if you're interested. You can um, give them a call. Uh, Visit the website, too, uh, thepowerherbs.com, thepowerherbs.com. And uh, you can call them toll-free at 866-229. 3663-866-229-3663. If you're outside the U.S. dial, 704-885-0277. 704-885-0277 is the international number. Or visit their online store um, and uh, check out their skin poultice and all their other wonderful things at thepowerherbs.com. You can get their typing in herbtalklive.com as well, and that's where your healthcare options just became endless. So check out the wonderful lavender. Ah, you know, you know. Sometimes you you just put a few drops on a cotton ball, and and, and just you know put it on your desk, and it just mm, you just smell this wonderful lavender. It's awesome stuff. I love it. I really do. Um, actually, when when they do the top salt harvesting in France for the sun dried salt. If the lavender is blooming in fields nearby, the topsoil will have this wonderful lavender aroma. It's really very pretty. 
Very pretty. All right, we're going to be talking about, we got a few minutes before the first break, but we're going to be talking about uh, people searching for help around uh, on the Internet and everywhere. Um, actually, more Americans are searching online for help uh, with their health. Uh, there was this peer review study uh, the, the, by a research center in Princeton. Uh, they, 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 they researched um, internationally, not just the U.S., and they did a bunch of surveys, and um, people were saying that they're going online uh, for health matters. So healthcare has really become a major concern, um, not only in your personal life and your family's life, but also it's in politics with the Affordable Care Act. So healthcare is a big deal. It's it's changing the way people deal with life, you know. So um, the Social Life of Health um, article stated that in 2011. Um, Online health search searches where uh, people were using, accessing information on health and even health professionals and getting advice from even, even peers. Um, so things are quickly changing. Folks are, you know, really embracing their self-help awareness, um, you know, blogs and, and searches and things. And um, they're, they're making some big adjustments in the way they approach their health care and how they, you know, take care of themselves on a daily basis. So I think a lot of people now have been more proactive. They see they can't just sit back like the generation before and then wait for something to blow up inside and then take a bunch of pills and hope for the best. People are saying, I don't want to have organ failure. I don't want to have these health problems. So I'm doing something about it now, which is great. Uh, let's look at some of the top searches. Uh, you would think that some of the uh, top searches would be on the Internet for music and entertainment. Those are popular indeed. Uh, however, according to a survey of health information, um, health information is one of the top most important subjects searched online. So people are plugging in their symptoms to look for treatment options. So they're self-diagnosing. They are also searching for medications recommended by their doctors. They're looking into what it is the doctor wants them to take and what's, what are the side effects. That's one of the another things when they pull up drugs. They're hitting that side effect key. Mm. So, for instance, if you are at your doctor's office for, let's say, chest congestion, you can actually check on your mobile phone the drug side effects of that prescription you were just handed before you even leave the doctor's office. And a lot of people are doing that. I had one, um, one gentleman do just that. He um, got a prescription. Uh, his doctor wanted him to take uh, some kind of medication for bronchitis, doxycycline hydrate, hydroclate, and um, he, uh, he pulled it up on his smartphone. And basically they used that drug for acute acne conditions and malaria as well as bacterial infections, but it has a really bad side effect of turning your teeth irreversibly gray. So he, like, uh, turned right around and said, hey, doc, need something else, not taking that. <laughs> well, of course, you know, uh, there are some herbs they can use for uh, respiratory infections, but aside from that, people are being more proactive. They're checking things out, and I just love it. I just love it. Now, there is this other survey that says that nearly 85% of U.S. adults are using the Internet to search and select for treatment options for their ailments. So of these adults, uh, the numbers are nearly equal between men and women. So those in the millennial group, you know, ages 18 to 33, uh, they see 
they're online 98% of the time, okay? The higher the education level, the higher the percentage of those looking for their answers to their health problems on the Internet. That's right. They're not just turning to the doctor right away. They're looking online. So the more gadgets, it seems, that an adult has at their disposal seems to factor in on how they use those uh, elements to get instant access to health information, even while they're waiting in the doctor's office to be seen. Hmm. So more men and women are using their smartphones about 97% of the time uh, to check things out. So when folks are searching for help with health, about 77% start their search with a search engine and 13% go to more specific health sites like WebMD. 1% look for answers on social media. And 55% are searching online for specific diseases and medical problems. And when we come back, more on this. We'll be right back. He's been ring, we're going steady, take it easy, take me high, line, line, how's the fire? No commotion, poke a patch, a deeper purple satisfaction, baby, baby, got it, got it, give me, give me, getting hot, as Sammy's cooking, Leslie Gora, Richie Ballin's in the story. My beast of Fuji, I'm a Kama Sutra, Rama Lama, Richard Perry, Speck the Barry, Righteous Archer, Dilson, Harry, Shimmy, Shimmy, Coco Poppin', Fats, the Packin', Pinker Poppin'. life into the original medicine herbalist wendy wilson will be right back as men get older they are subject to hormone imbalance and when this happens men can experience osteoporosis memory loss irritability blood sugar imbalance weight gain enlarged prostate erectile dysfunction and risk of stroke The human endocrine system manufactures hormones. Why not feed your system plant nutrition to make the hormones that are right for you? For centuries, these herbs have been used to balance the male hormone system. Men, you've waited long enough for the male hormone formula. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663 for the male hormone formula. 866-229-3663 or online at thepowerherbs.com. 866-229-3663 where your healthcare options just became endless. Leaping tall buildings with a single bound? Faster than a locomotive? Whoa! Find the Superman in you! Listen to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson. Job stress, financial obligations, or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 
875-8010 or order online at the 3w.thepowerherbs.com. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. PSA count high, half of all men over 50 have an enlarged prostate. You can shrink your prostate without harmful drugs or risky surgery. The secret to healing the prostate is to cleanse the prostate and the liver. Call Apothecary Herbs to ask about the Prostate Kit for a comprehensive way to heal and soothe your prostate. Educate yourself on how easy it can be to disinfect, cleanse, and restore your prostate glands. Call Apothecary Herbs for the Prostate Kit and successfully reduce swelling, inflammation, dissolve stones, and cleanse the blood to obtain the results you need. Money-back guarantee with every purchase. Call the experts in organ cleansing. Call Apothecary Herbs now for the Prostate Kit and empower yourself. Toll-free 866-229-3663 or international callers 704-875-8010. That's toll-free 866-229-3663 or visit the web at thepowerherbs.com. resident herbalist Wendy Wilson we're talking about what people are searching for when they're needing help with their health issues um, people are online on search engines they're looking for treatment options 43% of the time 27% of the time they're looking for weight control help um, 25% look for health insurance uh, 19% are looking at food safety issues um, are looking at drug safety issues and recalls. Um, And then um, 14%, you know, look at, you know, what can we do for our aging parents? And um, 11% look at how can I reduce my health care costs? So I don't know about you, but, um, you know, I I can try to find out default settings for people with health questions, you know, that's the thing, you know, it's, it's the search, the search cues have become so sophisticated. You can have a bunch of information at your fingertips. Well, let's look at what people are doing. Well, they're sharing a bunch of information. People are, are not only searching, they're also sharing what they find out about their health issues almost 40% of the time. And they're also searching health topics to help somebody else, a friend or a family member. So the older we get, the higher the statistics are that we're going to be searching online for health options for ourselves. Now, another interesting fact is that parents, about 44% of them, are more likely than non-parents to help search health options for other people. About 26% of online users have read or watched 
someone else's experience about their health issue that applies to them or someone that they know in the last 12 months. So there are also more health sites online charging for health information, and 2% of those online are people are willing to pay for it. About 83% decide to look around online first to see if they can get that information for free, and 13% just stop uh, their health search altogether. You know, once they find out, oh, you're going to charge me for this, they're off of there. So who do you ask? Well, you know, 70% of the U.S. adults are, are getting majority of their health information online from health professionals, you know, in allopathic medicine. Why would you go there? Oh, about 60% get information from family or friends, and 20% get it from support groups um, with the same health problem. A majority of the people seek answers to their technical questions with regards to care or seeking it from health professionals almost 92% of the time. So if the situation involves personal issues, like how you cope with your health problem or how you obtain quick uh, relief, uh, well, folks are seeking out non-allopathic professionals for that about 60% of the time. Yeah, because you're not going to get a, a, a solution, a, a healing from allopathic medicine. You get disease management there. People are, 60% of you now figured that out. Awesome. Mm. All right, so the development of all this technology with fewer medical dollars and the surveys checked around and people were tracking their health, health symptoms such as their blood pressure, their blood sugar, their sleep patterns, their headaches, all online. 49% say they track their progress um, in their heads. 34% say they track it on paper, um, like they keep a journal. And 21% say, I'm using my mobile device, my online tool for that, to track, store that health data for me. And another interesting piece of data is that the ones that are using the technology, 40% of them say that they're going to ask uh, their doctor a lot of new questions. So they want to get second opinions, or they're just going to get a new doctor, period. So um, this, this new virtual visit that's you now just developed, um, <clears throat> you know, that, that, <laughs> that makes shopping around for the right doctor pretty easy, actually. Uh, you know, you can, you, you, can, you can get to a doctor uh, without all, all the inconvenience, apparently. So um, doctors seem to be more accessible. But, you know, other than that, what are you getting? Well, you're getting drugs and you're getting surgery and you're getting disease management and that's what you're getting. So now, are people looking online for health information to just treat minor health issues or are they looking for answers to chronic conditions? Well, this one survey says 64% have at least one chronic condition and 53% have more than one chronic condition. So these are folks with conditions like heart disease and high blood pressure and diabetes, even cancer, emphysema, bronchitis, and other lung conditions like COPD. But according to Kathy Wong, she's a natural doctor um, in alternative health care, she said that um, what's becoming really popular in the U.S. is that 36% of adults are seeking alternative treatments like acupuncture, chiropractic and other natural therapies not requiring a practitioner, you know, to help them with their diets, their exercise, getting the right vitamins, and also selecting the proper uh, herbal products to um, rejuvenate their health. Now, some interesting data from alternative medicine uh, about.com shows that 
those that are now seeking natural protocols for healthcare are mostly female with a higher education, which have recently been hospitalized or they quit smoking in the last year. Okay, so what's up with that? You know, if you're female, you're smart, you've been hospitalized or you just quit smoking, but now you're seeking natural stuff. Well, apparently you're sick and tired the allopathic way. Nothing's happening, right? Yeah, obviously. So what therapies would these uh, wonderful women be seeking? Well, 43% uh, say that they're seeking prayer for their health from others. 24% looking at natural protocols, natural products like herbs and vitamins, minerals, things like that. 19% said meditation. Uh, 8% said, I'm looking for a really good chiropractor. Uh, let's see, 5% said, I want to get into yoga. And and another 5% said, I need a good massage therapist. And then, of course, 4% said they needed to revamp their diet. Now, 55% of Americans are open to using complementary and alternative or CAM medicine. But, you know, do your homework even on that. So like it or not, you know, these there's some big changes in healthcare, care. Uh, and the industry has, you know, just been shook up, right? And you know what's going on, don't you? is that um, over the last few years they've noticed that people are, instead of running to their doctor right away, they're searching for solutions either in their organic markets or online uh, before they go to their doctor for a problem. So it's cutting into 50% of the doctor office visits for general practitioners. Wow, 50%. Right on. So, you know, adults are looking for healthcare answers. They're wanting solutions. They want a resolution to their problem. They don't want a, a symptom reduction plan. You know, they want a cure, right? A symptom reduction plan means, okay, so I'm taking this drug to reduce my symptoms to give me the illusion of a healing, but it's not really a healing. So people are kind of like fed up with that. They don't want to be a patient for life kind of thing. They don't want to be Weak and dependent on drugs. They want to be strong and independent. They want strong systems. And a lot of times they're finding out when they do their homework that prescription drugs don't strengthen you, right? I mean, if you had to use them in a short term to stabilize yourself, okay. But, you know, if you stay on it, you're going to get weaker. That's definitely what's going to happen. Um, I can I can really recommend... Um, Allison's book, Over-the-Counter Natural Cures, chemist, used to work for, for the drug industry, he'll tell you in plain terms what a lot of these major lifelong medicines do to, do to your system metabolically uh, so you can understand exactly what's happening and what you can foresee down the road when you've been on it a decade. Awesome book. So Shay Allison, uh, The People's Chemist, uh, Over-the-Counter Natural Cures. So check that out. Now, People want natural therapies, and they're finding out they can be successful using natural therapies for some really serious issues like cancer. So um, you can actually visit a bunch of websites, read a bunch of books, spend a lot of accumulated information. Uh, you can find it out there. And one thing for sure is that, you know, people are becoming savvy with regards to their treatment options. They're demanding more with less risk. Okay, right? Right? I mean, um, you could go online and you can find 
doctors and oncologists who admit, absolutely admit, that, uh, you know, the treatments they have for cancer is 100% mortality rate. I mean, okay, so other than getting a diagnosis so you know what you got, um, you're going to go that route. You're going to be poisoned to death, get sick, look sick, um, maybe not even survive the treatment. No, not me. Uh-uh. I'm going to look for something that's going to, you know, power up the immune system, and I'm going to take something that is going to uh, attack the cancer. And there are natural things because God is good, and his herbal medicine doesn't let us down. It's here for the service of man, and that includes dandelion root, right? So folks at Windsor Medical University in Quebec, Canada, found out a couple of years back that, hey, something in dandelion, they're not sure what alkaloid it is, but it attacks all known forms of cancer cells, makes the cell commit suicide, but it leaves healthy cells alone. And you're probably saying, well, how does that work? Well, you know, cancer tends to be greedy. It sucks up all the nutrition and kind of starves the surrounding cells. But your healthy cells recognize there's something in dandelion they shouldn't have so they don't touch it. But, of course, the cancer does. And uh, it just implodes like a James Bond suitcase exploding. All right, so if you're looking for uh, herbs to help you reduce your risk of chronic disease, um, you know, obviously, you know, watch that lifestyle, get some regular exercise, but you can tap into the healing power of herbs when you need them and uh, cleanse and nourish the body and you can alleviate and remove a lot of that internal medicine disease risk. I know it's real simple. And why should healthcare be complicated? It shouldn't have to be. So if you're interested in cleansing the body and putting in good nutrition, then check out the herbal products at thepowerherbs.com. Thepowerherbs.com. Yep, you can uh, check out their healthy guidelines area. I was just talking to a lady today that had a lot of questions, and we're here to answer questions. We just love to talk to people about their health quest. You know, it's a really awesome thing, Um, encouraging and and inspiring and rewarding nonetheless. And and on our healthy guidelines section on thepowerherbs.com, you can click on cleansing and learn, you know, the basics. You know, well, okay, so why do I cleanse and why do I start here? And then you can click on cleansing mistakes and see what people do to kind of just, you know, nullify their efforts. So you don't want to do that. So check that out, thepowerherbs.com. But if you don't have access to the Internet, just give them a call and ask for a free product catalog, which is very informative and educational, as well as, you know, telling you about products. That toll-free number is 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663. If you're outside the U.S., dial 704-885-0277. That's 704-885-0277, thepowerherbs.com. That's where your healthcare options just became endless. All right, we got some time. Awesome, we got some time here. And we are going to be. Oh, oh, my engineer's saying, give us a quick order of the cleanses. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm sure I've ta- talked about it over and over and over again, but hey, it's awesome stuff. Basics you want to cleanse the system of impurities in reverse of how the body removes impurities. And the reason is, is you don't want a backlog of impurities being reabsorbed as you cleanse. 
So the, the blood will take impurities and send it to the liver. The liver will manufacture en- enzymes to neutralize those impurities. The residues will go to the gallbladder, through the duodenum, to the bowel, or out through the urinary to leave the body. So you want to cleanse the last stops of toxin removal first. So you would start with the bowel, and then you'd go to the urinary tract. And then it's the liver, gallbladder. And then blood system is always last, okay? Blood system is always last. So if you just decided, well, I'm just going to do a blood cleanse and not do anything else, well, get ready to feel worse, you know, because that blood cleanse is really going to cleanse that blood. But if the liver can't handle all the impurities and the other organs can't filter them fast enough, you're just going to reabsorb them and you're going to feel worse. So... I hope that I hope that explains it. <laughs> but of course, you can go online and uh, thepowerherbs.com, and and that's why we have the healthy guidelines section just to give you uh, a heads up on why. Why does the herbalist say to do it this way? Well, there you go. We want to work with the system, not against it. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Well, we got a few minutes, so we're going to talk about some supplement secrets. You know. People in North America love their supplements, and God bless this land that we still have our freedom to get God's good herbs here and our, our, our supplements, our nutrition, because the people of the European Union, countries like New Zealand and Australia, not so lucky. They have to, um, they have to get a prescription from their doctor. Yeah, so very expensive. Um, and uh, people of uh, the European Union over the last 12 months lost 1,400 herbs. They, they can't get them anymore. They, they, they were just regulated out of existence, right? Let's not ha- let that happen here, okay? Because, you know, you just get, you know, hands tied behind your back. You can't even help yourself health-wise, right? All right. So in North America, 515 million people, we're told, you know, that's like 32 people per square mile. Half! The population says we need our supplements. Uh huh. So the top consumers of the average supplement sold in stores, health food stores, um, you know, uh, places like Walmart, half, half the consumers uh, are uh, pregnant women, small children, and the elderly. They're the ones that are snapping those products right off the shelf. Hopefully they're making wise choices, you know, because there's a lot of junk supplements out there. Um, I mean, I, I, I talk to people on a daily basis and I tell them, well, you know, they don't even know what's in the supplement they brought home with them, you know. Well, it says it's got vitamin this and vitamin that. I'm like, yeah, but is read it to me. Is it like a chemical term? And of course it is. So it's a synthetic version of that vitamin it's like what they put in fortified cereal you know it's garbage so you want a whole food nutritional supplement because all these nutrients that come in these foods work together you get a bunch of isolated synthetic stuff you don't have it balanced you don't have the right ratios and of course it's synthetic it's not even organic source so the body's like you know trying to deal with all that um so you can easily deplete your nutritional stores using that kind of junk supplement out there. So be real careful. Uh, So a lot of marketing hype also out there in the marketplace. Um, You know, over, you know, half the people really feel they need vitamin supplements. And a lot of Americans believe that, um, 
Yeah, we are what we eat, but sometimes we can't always eat so healthy. So we need some additional vitamins and minerals and things like that to keep us healthy so we don't get depleted. So those people that are using supplements often use them uh, for things like, I need more energy, I want to avoid getting sick, I don't want to have heart disease down the road as I get older, I don't want arthritis or cancer, and I definitely, definitely can't get the common cold and be out of work. So they use supplements to help them out. Now, there are certain people that are more at risk of, uh, you know, having poor health if they don't use supplements and don't have a good diet, okay? So that's the reason. And I was talking to uh, a person in the United Kingdom uh, this week, and they said that they lost um, their vitamin C. Well, they can still get vitamin C through their doctor, but it's such a low dose, it's really hardly worth it. So, yeah. Not only are they, you know, pumping out the junk supplements, they're pumping out, you know, devitalized junk supplements. (laughs) Okay, so this is what we know. Even though we don't see too many articles uh, lately in medical journals that pretty much extol the benefits of your supplements, there are a few categories we need to be sensitive to. So our lifestyle can put us at a greater risk of developing disease down the road, getting a health condition we don't want, especially if we're nutrient deficient. So if you are on, let's say, a low-calorie diet, let's say you're pregnant or you have excessive menstrual bleeding or you smoke or drink a little bit too much alcohol and take a bunch of prescription drugs or even recreational drugs and maybe you're elderly and you don't always eat properly, well, all these people I just mentioned are at a risk of nutrient depletion. So drugs, alcohol, and tobacco affect your nutrient absorption, right? Absolutely. Empty calories from alcohol and soda can really hinder the healthy eating that you have, further deplete your nutrients. And so changing the lifestyle, adding some quality foods, uh, getting some regular exercise can make all the difference in the world. And you may not need to have any supplements or you can probably get away with very little Now, prescription medications and supplements can sometimes work against each other, so you want to check that out and do your homework. The most common counter-regulatory warning will come with taking prescriptions like diabetic meds, cancer drugs, heart disease medications, epilepsy or seizure medications, prostate drugs, blood thinners, blood pressure meds, hormone replacement drugs, Parkinson's disease medication, and antidepressants. So, All those drugs, probably not going to mesh really well with your supplements. Also, it's really good to get a lot of whole food supplements that have vital nutrients that are preferably water-soluble. So if you're using your vitamin B and C, uh, that's great. These vitamins are really not easily stored in fat in the body and eliminates them with the exception of B12. So you're going to need a constant supply of these nutrients through your diet So your water-soluble vitamins are going to be fragile and are destroyed by heat and cooking. So you you want to be careful about that. So um, nuts, seeds, green leafy vegetables, and fruits all contain a lot of this nutrition. So try to pump the diet full of that. Um, If you're over 60 years of age, you're going to need 30% more calcium and vitamin D. So be aware of that. And if you can't always get what you need uh, in the diet, then definitely get a whole food supplement then. All right, so I'm not going to be able to cover this entire topic, but 
um, let's say you develop a, a disease and you know that some disease in itself can actually hinder your nutrient absorption. For instance, if you have some gastrointestinal or inflammatory disease, that can cause it can cause a nutrient deficiency. So prescription meds can also block the absorption of a lot of your nutrition and even mess with your metabolic transport of vitamins and minerals throughout the body from your diet. So if you take, for example, anti-seizure medicines or birth control pills or any of those anti-inflammatory or chemotherapy drugs, you're going to be nutrient deficient. So uh, you want to you beware of that. Also, if you smoke, that blocks the absorption of at least 50% of your nutrition. Mm. Not good. All right, so here's some super, super nutrient foods that you can kind of really pump into the body, give you a lot of antioxidants, energy, and life. Blueberries. Love blueberries. Snack on them all the time. Try them. Antioxidants help remove a lot of toxins, and uh, you can get them year-round pretty much now. Salmon, all those omega Omega-3 fatty acids, definitely going to be a pack full of nutrition from uh, protein to vitamin A, uh, D, and E, zinc, a lot of phosphorus and calcium, as well as iron and selenium. So, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.